Hello and welcome back to XP Waste, where Oxy doesn't know this, but I have packaged the fruit and mailed it to him so he can be fruit daddy. I'm Michael. And I'm disappointed and also nervous to check the mail. Um, hello, we're the podcast, if you're new around here, um, about old school RuneScape. We play the game, we talk about the game, we talk about updates to the game and essential things you should know about the game. If you're not new around here, I will go to Texas and attack Michael if he actually sent me the fruit. So, just I can confidently old timers be warned. <laughs> the fruit is safely uh, on my desk still. Uh, still. Okay, so what episode is this? 50 57. 50, 57. 57 but we with a week. week break, yeah. Yeah, so this is 8 weeks now, 2 entire months of fruit being on my desk if you're not new around here like oxy said this has been a i don't know it's like a saga a side quest we're going on essentially where episode 50 we did a uh an episode where like we made gnome cocktails and there was like real fruit involved and we cut it and we put it in the glass and we drink our cocktails and me being a very lazy i don't know i call it laziness but others would call it ingenuity me being the uh the curious person that i am left some fruit on my desk to see how long it would last and now it's been eight weeks and this orange has to be genetically modified because it still looks edible look at me in the eyes and tell me this is does not look edible there is not a single hair or fuzzy thing on this orange it smells fine to me now I'll give you guys a fruit update. This lime, still as hard as ever. It's basically turned into a rock. And I have I had no idea limes could do this. The lemon does not look promising. The only reason I would throw this fruit away anytime soon is because of this lemon. I think that if one goes, they all have to go. This isn't like a survival of the fittest thing. This is this is group content. This you've lost your group hardcore status. They're all going. So it may happen in the next two weeks. I'm trying to get to 10 weeks to see what happens, but, you know, I may have to throw it away. I I have, uh, for reference, for those of you who are on audio only, the orange looks like one of those plastic oranges you would find at a funeral home. The lime looks more akin to a walnut. I'm not kidding. The ripe green lime looks like a walnut oh the lime yeah all shriveled and brown uh and the lemon looks like a clementine <laughs> just picture that for a second what like a tiny little orange little mandarin orange little clementine looks like it's a lemon it's disgusting i don't i anyways speaking of changing the subject michael how's your week been <laughs> it's been pretty pretty good i I actually played RuneScape this week, and like my week being oh, good is not heavens. you know the two are not like mutually exclusive. Like I don't have a good week because I played RuneScape. It's just been a good week. Like it was Easter weekend. Um, a lot of my family met my son for the first time, and they had a great time. But uh, I played RuneScape. I went on a couple raids. We did a couple learner raids. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I haven't done much else. I mean. Right now, I'm 470k away from 96, so I can do the Mauritania Elite Diary, had I not done it already. 
I was going to say... 96. You... I, I was at your diary, Kate, party. Yep, you, yep. What? But <laughs> Trying to see if you're paying attention. I was. Um, that's why I was so confused. <laughs> I designed and printed some... Uh, 3D printed some runes. That'll be for a thing we do on Discord. If you're interested, ask us about it later. Um, and uh, it's been fun. I've got the air rune and the, the earth rune printed. And I printed the water rune. And if for those on video, you're welcome. It just wasn't great. I printed it again. It wasn't, it wasn't great. What's happening so now I have, to the poor thing? I, from what I can tell from the uh, support groups that I'm in, there's just not enough top layers and so it's either a too hot and those thin top layers are like basically just getting remelted and it's like they call it like pimpling um or uh my filament is just <clears throat> going bad which i'm i'm more inclined to think that it's the top layers need to be added so tomorrow when on my day off i'm going to be i added top layers in the in the software and i'm going to be printing it again printing it again so hopefully it works out because that's, they're about three and a half hours to four hours each time I attempt this. So that's like eight hours down the drain right there. That's the only downside to 3D printing that I'm not a fan of. It's like the time commitment involved with the hope that it's going to work. It may not. And if you 3D print and you guys are out there, you know my pain. Um, it may not work. And you just have to cross your fingers when you press print and hope that it works. But enough about me, Oxy. How was your week? That's how I feel in the inferno. Um, <laughs> my week has been good. Uh, bingo ended. It did. And the week after bingo ended, we opted to take a hiatus. And instead, Michael and I had a very long and productive business meeting about episodes we're going to plan for the future. So it wasn't just like, oh, we don't want to, you know not do an ep- like we don't want to do an episode it was more of like our episodes have had no direction since episode 50 so let's figure something out uh and we've got some exciting stuff planned for you guys but because of those two things in conjunction not recording an episode and finally being done with bingo i've not played a whole lot of runescape and it's been delightful uh yeah of course i love this game i, I feel like i at this point i just made a runescape tiktok I, I don't another one for our account. You can go check it out on our on our TikTok page. Um I don't need to defend that I love the game, but my god, I also love not playing it for a couple of days. In the past week, I've done some fishing. Yeah. I've I've done some fishing. <laughs> I am um three hundred and one K away from ninety one fishing. So I can actually complete the Mauritania <laughs> Elite Diary, unlike Michael. So you see how that that kind of worked out. <laughs> yeah, it's almost as if I told you about it before the show, and you just said it. Hmm, the joke hmm, came full funny circle. How, <laughs> hmm, funny how that works out. Um, yeah, but I truly have just been fishing, chilling, vibing. I popped into VC today, watched some folks get a purple, uh, and then had to leave for therapy, and they promptly got a scythe after I left. So you're welcome for the oxy passive. <laughs> Um, i did that um, earlier too this week somebody in the clan was like hey michael i need some blessing i'm about to kill some cerberus and i was like you know the prayer that you said Mm -hmm. and then like two kills later he got primordials Mm -hmm. as an iron man so yeah i think that was antics actually shout out to you antics hell yeah 
or anti Zan, I think. Oh, so okay. I think it's meant anti- to be like Zan. Yeah. <laughs> In any case, okay. <laughs> it got a per seventy four or something KC as an Iron Man at Serb, best in slot boot upgrade. So. Hell oh yeah, yeah. anti Zan. Yeah, I just looked them up in the clan. <laughs> but yeah, it's been uh, it's been a pretty good week. I've been playing a little bit of Lego Star Wars, not as much as I'd like because I did go home for Easter weekend. Came home today, it's a nice Easter weekend, kind of video game free. Nice little reset for that. Played Stardew Valley today for the first time in a couple of months. Still waiting on finding some time to play Jedi Fallen Order, which I'm stoked about. Um, still want to do more things in RuneScape. Have been thinking more about the Inferno more and more. And I'm mm. like, I'm ready to go back. I'm ready. Ooh. Problem is finding the time, but a significant update in my real life. By the time this episode comes out, I will be at my last day of internship. Or depending on how long Michael takes to edit it, done with my last day of internship. So there's a chance I'm already done. Uh, there's not a chance. I, <laughs> it's not. What do you mean there's not a chance? <laughs> I'll be done tomorrow. You'll be done done tomorrow? Hell yeah. (laughs) So yeah, um, in addition to being done with internships, school is almost done. The big one. The big final asterisks degree. I kind of want to go back for a doctorate in like 20 years when I have a lot of field experience and like feel ready to teach the next generation of therapists how to do this. But for right now, for at least the next decade or two, probably two, I'm done with school. Very soon, I have my degree. I have to finish internship, which technically was done two weeks ago. So the reason I, I say that, I have to get direct hours and indirect hours. Mm-hmm. But in there as well, I also have to get supervision hours, where I have to sit with my supervisor and like talk about cases, talk about my progress as a counselor. You know, we also been talking about our next steps of like where I'm going to get a job after this, and like what licensure looks like. Um, I thought supervision hours were counted separately, and I was like, shit, I'm going to have to do a lot of, like, bullshit busy work to fill these indirect hours, because my direct hours are done. Like, I've had my direct Mm. hours done for a little while. Mm -hmm. Turns out supervision and indirect hours are the exact same thing. So I've been done with internship for, like, three weeks at this point, and I've just, like, kept coming back in Uh. (laughs) uh, because I didn't realize I was done. So... Like, I still have to go to class uh, tomorrow, Tuesday night, and that might be my last class, or it's going to be the okay. week after that. I'm not sure. One of these days is my last undergraduate class, undergraduate class, that was a long time ago. My last class ever for the next 20 years or so will be in a couple of weeks. Um, wow, dude. But on Thursday, I'm done, not going back into internship. I have my going away party in a couple of weeks for there as well. Fingers crossed they hire me at the site, but, you know, we'll see. Yeah, so... That's what's been going on in the real life, in the game life. Oh my god, the combat achievement update dropped. That happened in the week that we were off. I am, I think I completed eight tasks that day. I have five tasks left in the Elite Combat Diary. Unsurprisingly, all of the combat or the KC tasks are completed. Mm -hmm. I actually finished the bulk of them during bingo. Like all the God Wars ones that I was like, oh, I'll never get that done. I think I got three of the four done during bingo. And then I'm, like, on the cusp of the Theater of Blood one, the original one. I have 60 KC out of the 75. So mm-hmm. I finished some more uh, some more tasks there. 
which is pretty cool. I've got some more Grandmasters done, uh, just strictly kill count, but I've got some more Grandmasters done. I've got Chambers of Eric and Corrupted Gauntlet Grandmasters. Like, that's cool. Uh, but only five left. I have Toppling the Diarchy, Orag Freezer 2, Fragment of Seren Speed Trialist, which I should have done before I sold all my mage gear for the scythe, and then <laughs> Sleep Tight and Solo Nightmare Speed Trialist. Now, on their own, they're not hard, because yeah. Normal Nightmare is a breeze compared to Fazani's Nightmare. It's literally just an endurance test. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. But, oh my god, it is both un friggin' believably boring and just, pardon my French, f***ing bullshit. Um, I just die on stupid things. Like, I, not even like, oh, the boss is hard. Like, Oxy, that's the dumbest shit I've ever seen you do. <laughs> like, you walked off of the shadow portal and then right back on it because you attacked her a tick early and got hit for a 60. Or like, you literally were not paying attention to where Nightmare was and took a 70 on a melee. Like, like just, Damn. just stupid. So, like, I will get those challenges done eventually. And with a scythe in thralls, whoo, that goes fast. Um, yeah. I might uh, see if I can borrow one of our friends' um, Inquisitor gear again. Poor Jesse Duty tried to get me the achievement during bingo. Uh mm-hmm. Full Inquisitor, Sang Staff, a- a- Ancestral, like all the all this stuff to like up the damage. And I was making great time. I was pacing like eleven minutes to finish P two, which is yeah. way underneath the time you need. It's like twenty three minutes, and it's you when the parasite when you get inf- infected with a parasite, right? Are you okay? What's that face for? It takes twenty three minutes to solo nightmare. That's the elite time. The master time I think is like seventeen. Grandmaster time. Let me check. Grandmaster time. How, how long does a normal, not speedrun, solo nightmare kill take? Too long. Uh, the GM time uh, for solo speedrunner is 16 minutes. That's the GM time. So if wow. you're sweating your balls off, it's 16 minutes. Why did I think a solo nightmare was like 15 minutes just casual? I don't. Holy smokes, dude. I that mean, is not a solo like box. A casual Fazani's is probably like 10 to 12, you know? That's insane. Having one Fazani's KC with an 11-minute PB, I think I would know. <laughs> Indeed, <laughs> <a bit rare. laughs> But it's coming. I was at Dagonoth King so much during Bingo, you think I would have gotten toppling the Diarchy, but every single time I went to get that stupid Archer's Ring, I forgot Chinchampas. So... <laughs> It's going to happen. It's it's not hard. I need yeah. some bullet monkeys for Orag Freezer 2. I need to borrow Sangstaff for Fragment of Surrend, which I probably don't even need. I just need to not suck at the fight. But speedruns and I don't get along that well. So, What is a bullet monkey? Oh, someone who just tanked damage. Oh, okay. <laughs> or maybe I need, like, you know, like a, like a DPS addition. You know, like, I have to catch the freeze hit a couple of attacks, and then I need, like, notch draw loose, like, seven people with blowpipes to kill General Gardor before he can attack anyone. Yeah. That just, like, get me the <laughs> achievement. So that's kind of what I'm what I'm leaning towards of, like, what I'll have to do. Just, like, recruit people in VC. Like, hey, I'll give you mm. each 250k to 
not get hit by General Guard or run. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a lot of room for air there. But Elite Combat Diaries are coming. Infernal case, yes. not as guaranteed, but Elite Diaries, mm-hmm. both normal achievement diaries and combat diaries are coming. But I think the the bright side of this is that you're excited or at least intrigued about attempting that grind again. I am. I'm ready to go back to uh to the Inferno. I had a weird thought today. Um <clears throat> I think the Inferno cape is currently blocking off my RNG. Interesting. Like if that makes sense. Yeah, y'all ever yeah. seen Spirited Away when she has like that that gunk monster or that stink monster? There's a scene in Spirited Away where there's like a trash monster that comes into the spa and she has to like pull this thorn out and as soon as she pulls the thorn out all this garbage comes out. And it just like rushes out, and then this like beautiful like white spirit appears, and it's like thank you and disappears. That's oh. what's my RNG, and the thorn is the infernal cape. So the minute I get that cape, I'm getting pets, I'm getting drops, I'm getting everything back. <laughs> I haven't seen a purple in my name in God knows how long, too long. I, I yeah. gotta say, I haven't seen a pink drop on the ground in my name in too long. Let me tell you. I couldn't get drops to save our lives during bingo. I got one drop. I lied. I got one pink drop at Armadil. I got the wrong Armadil piece for oh. their God Wars tile. I got the chain skirt. Yeah. It's the most disappointed I've ever been about a 37 mil drop in my entire life in the main game. But it was right. still nice to get that money. I have <laughs> not gotten a pet in almost a year. And as our clan's designated pet spoon... I don't care if people think Nickscape is the pet spoon. Don't cite the deep magic to me, which I was there when it was written. Okay, I need to reclaim my title. <laughs> Nick has been popping off, though. He got like six pets in like five weeks or something like that. Like, it's disgusting. Wow. His RNG has been oh, off the Quiz chain. Random. Quizmaster, let's go, baby. Stale baguette, question this, mark? Here we go. This is the return of my RNG. Here we go. <laughs> 20 nature runes. I hate this stupid game. Whatever. There needs to be a kill count on those. There really does. Which At least I think, some sort of log. <laughs> right? Like, there's a random event collection log, but we need specifically a mystery box kill count, mm-hmm. which I think leads pretty well into our main title content. Wow. So Very smooth. For, right? You know, how, you know how good we are with that? Like, additions yeah. you think need to be made to the game, baby. Um, <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> So, like we said for the past couple of weeks, Michael and I have just been, like, texting each other 20 minutes before recording and being like, what are we talking about this week? Oh, let's just look at the most recent news post, which is exactly what we didn't want XP Ways to be. So, we talked about a lot of interesting topics that we wanted to bring up today. And, of course, we're leading with one of the most recent news posts, Um, you know, because we're so good at trying to prevent that. In our defense, it (laughs) technically wasn't. A news post. I'm going to look up the website and see, because I don't think that they've advertised this as a thing. Yeah. Like, I'm looking at everything from April, and there's nothing about... And you guys already know what we're going to talk about, so I'll stop being cryptic. There's nothing about the OSRS Game Jam. Yeah. Or so it's been called. So, technically, Oxy, we are not just regurgitating website content that people could already go and read for themselves <laughs> we're we're not doing it from the news website we're doing it from jmod's twitter and that's the new xp waste no i'm kidding um 
so some of this stuff, the reason why we want to talk about it this week is because when Michael and I sat down and were like planning out topics, we pretty much both were like, we can't ignore all the big things that are possibly coming from this game jam. Like, mm-hmm. there's no way that we can just like not talk about it, you know? It's so it's not all finished yet. They're all works in progress, and there are still some projects that we're not necessarily aware of in full. Like, they haven't been fleshed out enough to, like, really give you guys real content. But the stuff Mm -hmm. that has is super cool. So Michael and I figured we would kind of explore some of the bigger things. uh, And then maybe, you know, do a little game jam of our own. Like, what would we add to old school? Which I feel like is what we talk about every week. Maybe we'll save it for the fun question. We'll see. But Yeah. Mystery box kill count. Oxy for JMod. All right. (laughs) Michael, what do you got for us? So... uh... This is going to sound, and I just to pre-warn you guys, like, this is going to sound like freaking all over the place, because it kind of is. Mm-hmm. So, overarching, we have a wilderness extension, and I'll preface all of this with, this is, this is all work in progress stuff. None of this has been uh, pulled or even proposed as actual content. This is all theori- theoretical. Um, these are things that the JMods took, you know, a week off from the regular scheduled updates and they said, okay, you can have this week. You can have this time. I don't know if it was actually a week, but like create projects, do what you got to do, team up, do it solo, whatever you want to work on this week. We're not doing like our roadmap stuff. Mm -hmm. So I want to say I have the wiki pulled up. It was... Mod Soften, Mod Aiza, Mod Rock, and Mod Goblin were all of the ones working on specifically the Wilderness Extension. So the idea is that the new lands have been added north of level 55. So north of like where you spawn in, not spawn in, but yeah, spawn in for like if you pull the lever, pull the lever crunk um, north of there. And some of it's safe. Others have like very specific things going on. I don't know if I want to give like a general just overview of all this stuff or if we want to start on the left and work to the right and kind of talk about each thing because this is our podcast. We can talk as long as we want. You guys are going to exactly. listen to it. So we'll no just start on the left. <laughs> no, not no four hour episodes. It's three hours, 59 minutes. And even if we're not done, it's going to get cut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Skull Island. Okay, so for reference, if you guys are pulling this up on your phone, I've got the picture that they posted on Twitter, and I'm just going to start on the left side, and we're going to work our way over. So Skull Island is proposed to be where you have a boss, I guess adequately named, let's see, Skull, Skull, (laughs) the Skull Golem boss. Boss counts as undead. Potential drops are a lunar upgrade to the Theremin Scepter. Uh, it makes it so it can cast lunar spells. Uh, and they also want a way for the boss to draw something that will combine the wilderness rings with the DK's rings. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says, imagine him as a dark skulls-esque skull bone golem. So somebody's obviously, <laughs> some some JMod's obviously been playing some other video games this week. Other games. Oh. Got, <laughs> got inspired. So the big takeaway on this one is the ability to combine the wilderness rings with the DK's rings. Mm-hmm. I don't know 
you're just theorizing in this, like, is there going to be specific combinations? Um, I was thinking it would be cool if to combine the ring, you had to have the two rings that you wanted to combine in your inventory. And then when you kill the boss, there's like a random chance that they get combined or not. So then it adds to the risk of the wilderness. Okay. Versus versus like just, you know, being able to sit there, farm a boss for a drop, and then being able to go and buy it and combine your rings. Like you have to really sit there and risk those rings potentially for a great benefit. Because mm-hmm. if you wanted to put a berserker ring with the ring of the gods, which is tens of millions uh, in risk, you're going to have to do that all the while being above level 55 wilderness where, and I'll get this, I'll get to this in a second, like combat levels are ignored. So if you're a low level pure and you're like, yeah, I'm just going to go because they can't attack me. No, 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 no. You're da- like, <laughs> it's dangerous. So that was a big takeaway with that one. Um, the proposed levels, level 912. So I, w- I would imagine this isn't going to be a super soloable boss. So a lot of the, like a lot of the themes around these wilderness bosses are it's going to be somewhat like you have to take a team or you go in a mass. Um, the thing that I kind of grazed over was an upgrade to the Theremin Scepter, like mm-hmm. the redheaded stepchild of the three Revenant boss drops. Nobody uses it. I didn't even know it was a thing till recently. It is. It is a thing. So. <laughs> uh, that You said, what was the combat level of that skull boss? 912. 912. All right. For reference, um, let's let's see here. 912 <clears throat> sits right above the corrupted Hunliff okay. and right below Jaltok Jad and the Maiden of Sugantini. Sugandinti. Oh. So Inferno Jad and Maiden are stronger combat level wise. But corrupted Hunlif is not. So <laughs> okay. Obviously, you have to take into account that like some things don't necessarily reflect. Like difficulty is not reflected by combat level. Obviously, you know. Um, but it's a pretty good indicator considering the top three <laughs> are Verzik Vitur, Tuzkal Zuck, <laughs> and then Verzik Vitur again. Um, <laughs> You know, she almost takes the t- number four spot too, but Ulm takes that. But she oh, takes okay. number five. So, you know, shout these out are to all... for being three of the five strongest monsters in the game. <laughs> all at the same time. Different, yeah. what is it, different phases, I guess? Yeah, it's P1, P2, and P3 is the strongest okay. monster in the game. But... Nice. So that's a little spooky that that's just going to be planted out into not even 50s at this point probably like mid 60s maybe level 70 yeah. wilderness like right in the middle yeah it's it's cool i i definitely think that the like if anything passes this one should be heavily considered i'll probably say that for all of these cuz i literally have no quarrels against any of it like wilderness is good for the game i don't care to be in the wilderness and i don't care for pvp or pking mm-hmm. but it definitely allows people who want to play the game a specific way to play the game. And I'm not just kissing butt. Like, that's the truth. Mm-hmm. This game is so diverse for a reason. It's because not everybody fits into one specific box, one specific mold of a RuneScape player. There's so many different things. Um, not technically 
a huge thing, but like they want to expand the uh, wilderness uh, agility course um, and add a level 75 requirement. So it essentially would have Sears Village type XP rates, which if I remember correctly, Sears Village is like what, 40k an hour? Is it with or without the teleport? They did I... that on purpose because they they don't know the XP rates. They're like, let's say Sears Village. So the first question everybody <laughs> asks is with or without the teleport? And they just go, hmm. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> I, I think it's cool. I'm excited for that. You know, it kind of yeah. looks like it's almost optional. You know, like you can do the normal agility course, but the oh, way they've kind of yeah. like crudely drawn it in like MS Paint or however they've oh, decided to update for sure. this, uh, <laughs> it looks like it's just longer. Like you have to cross an obstacle that requires level seventy five to get to it. Mm-hmm. So it like adds to the cool. course in a stif- yeah. yeah. I actually appreciate the the way that they added to this. Like they made this map very very crude, and it. It's kind of warms my heart as somebody who it's hysterical. Also this is delightful. Done, yeah. Like just really bad, but also really good content. Anyway, there's a safe city. Uh, I, it doesn't have a name that I know of. Uh, on this page that I see from Twitter, it's called Skalavik, which I looked it up because a lot of the it's a Fremenic based city and a lot of the Fremenic words have like meanings if that mm. makes sense like when you complete exiles you get the title uh draper i think draper uh-huh. right? somebody who speaks a language from up there is going to correct the shit out of me i hope um but it means slayer in whatever language that is um yeah uh i looked it up uh let me see here skalavik uh is not a city that i can find but there are the Skalavik Halsen Hills, which is a point on coastal Antarctica. If we're looking at the map straight on, directly south of like, like down and to the right a little bit of Cape Town, down and to the left a little bit of Madagascar. So cool. That's all I was able to find on it uh, on yeah. Google. Um, I did that during the show, so it's not like I've done extensive research on Skalavik or the Skalavik Halsen Hills. Um, just sort of popped up, you know, what what can you do? <laughs> um, yeah, so that's neat, I guess. They're just thinking of names. It's not in Welsh. That's a win. We might be able to pronounce it. Hell yeah. Right. right. So, so Skalavik is going to be a safe city. From the looks of the the proposed map, it'll have a bank, a cooking range, and a general store, as well as a uh, uh, an altar, and it looks mm-hmm. like a small church potentially, where the like the idea behind that whole city essentially is like you have Fremenic um, outcasts mm-hmm. that have ventured into this wilderness area, and with hopes of making a new life. And I think tying into that is going to be a new quest where you teach them how to PK, and it introduces you. Uh, to the world of PKing in a safe way, because it's not going to make you go into the wilderness for any reason. Um, but you'll have quest NPCs and stuff that teach you how to PK. So I looked it up on Wikipedia. Skalavik Halsen is apparently Norwegian for Skull Bay Neck, I think. Sick. Um, so I like that they're going with the whole skull theme. I do appreciate that. It, it makes sense that C. That's cool. Those are the little details that you add to a map that was made in like the iPhone photo editor software. <laughs> I love this map so much. 
Yeah, obviously we'll have a link to everything in the description. What I'm looking at specifically is the wiki article that was posted about this. Mm -hmm. So if you guys want to just follow along on the wiki, uh, you can check out the map there. So you'll have, speaking of the city, you'll have uh, safe travel to it from, I think it's somebody that's going to basically be your guide and they'll charge you gold if you just want to get straight to the to the city gate for free or uh, safely. Mm-hmm. If you want to get there safely. Um, or they'll have a teleport of some sort. Uh, another cool thing is, is once you're in the city, you can actually get a one-way trip to Relica, not the other way around. But if you need to get to Relica for any reason, and maybe you don't want to go back down through the wilderness to get out of the city, uh, you, can, you can go to Relica. So moving on into the right, we have the resource area two. Uh, the proposal here is doubled or even tripled resources with no increase in XP, which I kind of appreciate that. Um, it's not going to be easy to get to. It's not going to be very safe to be there. And there's a lot of reward. So what does that mean? Risk and reward. That's just that's just a like a combination for a good time. Like if you're like 85 mining and you wanted to make some money mining rune, you could make, what is it, like 12k per rune ore nowadays? And you're mm-hmm. getting like three at a time? Yeah, so the, the idea there is you would need some sort of key or a token that you collect elsewhere in the wilderness. Then you run over there and you use it and you get in. So I think it's interesting. They could put some really high level trees in there, potentially magic magic trees or... I don't know what other trees are um, profitable Magic these trees. days. Magic trees. Okay. Magic <laughs> trees and Brunor. Uh, they could put all that in there and you guys can make some money off of it. What I think would be cool for that area is if they gave as an incentive to go, because my issue with the current resource area is why, why am I going to waste my time going there when in addition to literally the shittiest XP rates in the game, because magic trees and runite and dark crabs are not fast XP. I also get killed and lose all my resources. <laughs> like yeah. I have a dark crab stack from killing venonata. So I don't need to fish one for myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what I think would be cool is if they gave like a dummy thick invisible boost you know how like they do with the the fishing guild the woodcutting guild where you have that invisible plus seven give it like an invisible plus 20 so you got resources like every five gain ticks wow which is like i think how the gathering skill cycles go is every five ticks you have a chance to get a thing yeah basically guarantee that like it's like 80 20 you'll get it or you won't Mm. where like now people have an incentive to go get double resources because now people also have an incentive to go PK getting double resources. And it's tempting because unlike the resource area that exists now, it's not that far from a bank. There's no piles, miles, guiles, whoever to note your stuff. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, wouldn't it be a whole lot safer to just bank your inventory of magic logs that you got at a pretty decent rate, you know, than to do whatever. But that run from the resource area over to Skalovic, that might be a little bit of a risky run. Yeah. Now, does that affect XP per hour per some activities? Yes. Does it affect it enough to damage existing metas? I wouldn't think so. 
Something tells me being able to get a Runite Rock once every five game ticks is not going to drastically affect the amount with which oh, you can I think three I see tick what you're granite. Talking about with the boost, with the invisible boost. Yeah, obviously, once every five game ticks, making it guaranteed would be ridiculous for XP because it is the best one in the game. You know, in Melvor Idol, you can level up with Runite. Because Runite mines at the same speed of all the other ores, and it's the best one. You just mine Runite until you can mine Dragon, and then once you get Dragon Ore, you mine that to 99. Could you imagine how slow that would be? A Runite-only 85 to 99 build? Ugh. No, I don't even want to think about like, it. You could probably calculate it, but like, oh my god. So I think an invisible boost to incentivize being able to... like get resources faster in addition to like the double or triple resources would be hella cool for that area because otherwise i'm not gonna go no <laughs> unless I, there's a clue step there i'm not gonna go sure the the worry with anything that is proposed on this scale is that there's gonna be dead content immediately so with like with this being such a new and proposed thing having it be such a work in progress, there's a really like there's an opportunity to try and make stuff not dead content. And like you're saying, uh, give people incentive. You know, mm -hmm. don't slap something there and, and say, yeah, that sounds like a good idea in theory, and then leave it at that. I think there's enough stuff like that in RuneScape where things were just put there in theory, thinking, oh, somebody's gonna go. Well, it's it's dead content at that point. Um mm -hmm. So I'm hoping none of this stuff is that, uh, you know, on on the road to them actually developing this kind of stuff. Because you know, if you if you pull this, I feel like there's a chance it's going to come out. If they put this to a poll and said, "Here's everything we want to do," um, I don't know. Do you think they would pull individual things, or would they have to pull the entire thing and just be like, "Hey, you trust us, right?" <laughs> you see. I know that they would pull individual things because that's how RuneScape works at this point. But imagine. Imagine they went the Zalra route and gave us two questions. Would you like a new snake boss in the game? What would you like the snake boss to be called? And that was the whole poll. <laughs> would you like the wilderness extension? What would you like the name of the, the wandering wilderness boss that we've not gotten to yet? What would you like it to be called? Yeah. Would you imagine? And oh, my God. That would be oh, They just got free reign free to rain, like dude. blanket update a shitload of content. And they didn't have to have 70 poll questions where people who are like, this game was better in 2009, nitpick the dog <laughs> shit out of this in the polling system. Jagex, please. Oh, my God. Two questions. Two questions. Would, realistically, they probably would have to have three because they've already set the precedent precedent that they pull uh, quests. So it's like, should we have the pull? Should we have the the extension? What should the name be? And should there be a quest involved? Three questions, <laughs> easy. Because <laughs> like, I think Mod Ed has said like quests pass with like a ninety six percent approval rating. Yeah. Oh my god, that would be so cool, dude. Uh it's never gonna happen. But like, no. man, that would this be is gonna so get nitpicked. Cool. This is 100% gonna it's going to be nitpicked. <sighs> the whole of ideation days or, or game jam is going to get nitpicked, unfortunately. We're kind of here nitpicking it ourselves, but in a positive way. 
No, we're explaining it to the Mostly. people who don't care to read. <laughs> so <Lucky>. moving on <laughs> to the Bridge of Fate. So this one's pretty simple. It's a bridge that would connect the current level 55 wilderness to whatever they're calling this, the extended wilderness. Uh, past this bridge, combat levels don't matter. We kind of teased that before. But say you're level three and you think, oh, I'm not going to get killed up here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry, buddy. Um, you're dead. <laughs> uh, I think it's that way anyway. Like if you're level three and you're, you're in 55 wilderness, a level 126 can attack you. Oh, wait, no. Well, your your See, level cap at 126 is like 75 or something like that. Oh. Do you know how awesome it would be to get the bot busting videos of Max Mains? In that, like, that truly terrifying PK gear when they show up in, like, full crystal with a Serp Vissy, and you're like, uh-huh, I'm in danger when one of them <laughs> sons of bitches sons up, shows up and starts bot-busting out there. Because people are out, like, they maybe they make red dragon bots. Yeah. Because there's a red dragon area. Maybe they do make resource area bots, or maybe they make Ent bots, because that's, mm. like, a profitable thing to do. People will bot anything. Yeah. And then, like, you can't, your you, your combat level can't save you now, and you're just, like, running around with a Bofa, killing a bot every four ticks because you're dealing ten damage because you're only level three. Hell oh, yeah. That'd be so cool. <laughs> I think that's a very cool piece that, like, combat levels aren't restricted. My question now is, will wilderness levels matter, and how will that affect teleports if wilderness levels aren't a thing? I'm going to go out on a limb and say that teleports aren't going to work north of the bridge, but no. is there a way they could do something with teleports to make them work like 10% of the time? Interesting. But it alternates every like 60 game cycles or something or 100 Ooh. game ticks. So like so you're like, in the teleport zone, but it's going to move in like three minutes or two minutes. Yeah. Maybe like every minute, there's like a random chance where like teleports just don't work in that chunk. Ooh. Okay, hear me out. Y'all remember Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire and like Pokemon Emerald and all that? When you beat the game and you had to catch Latios or Latias, and Latios and Latias would shift every time you went to a different route. So like every time you went to a route, it would move somewhere else. So like you would just walk back and forth. until it was eventually in your route and then once it was in the same route as you you could try to catch it what if it was like that where like one chunk you could teleport from and if you weren't in that one chunk you just couldn't teleport because like the level restrictions are gone (laughs) i don't know why i thought that would be so cool but i'm also thinking like ways to stop people from cheesing it like anytime that you click a teleport and it didn't work, it damages you. Like, there's some sort of magic north of that area that, like, your necklace or something just, like, burns you or becomes hot. And so you can't just sit there and spam click until, you know, until your teleport becomes available. Like, for instance, you could have your your, um, construction cape set to left-click teleport. You Mm -hmm. can't just sit there and spam it hoping you're going to get away because you're going to get 10 damage every tick. And then... You know, eventually it could work, but you're already dead. <laughs> so that would that could be so cool, especially if it was like randomized damage. But make Ooh. it stupid, like one to forty three. 
random oh. damage and you're just like <laughs> running from chunk to chunk like there's a new rune light plugin that shows like chunk borders of old school runescape and you get into a new chunk and you're like god i hope this is it and you click your seed pod and you teleport away or you click your seed pod and you just you die die right yeah while getting chased by a pk -er. oh god that'd be so cool i think it would be very interesting if uh like the death mechanic on that is like i don't know if somebody dealt damage to you but you your cape damaged you as well it would count for their damage so mm -hmm. that you can't you know i don't know how bk the mechanics work if you were to if you were to suddenly um get yourself down with like a rock cake and then somebody comes and finishes you off do they technically get kill credit because i think they so didn't... okay well then yeah i'm just not knowledgeable in pk mechanics but all right the next part of this is the death fire volcano so there's a new volcano in town and it's big um, and they're talking about a new dragon boss called Volku. I think that's how we're pronouncing it. Mm -hmm. Essentially, this boss is a level 774. It's located, like I said, on the Death Bar Volcano. And it would count towards the Red Dragon task, which is pretty cool. It has higher GP per hour than Vorkath. And some of the proposed drops are the... This is very blurry uh i'm gonna take it away because i have the the higher resolution image the Deathfire <laughs> visage which is an upgrade to the dfs or to dragonfire shields rather um so implying like the dfs the dragonfire ward uh the lava visage which is pretty cool it's like the serp visi but for dragonfire protection uh and you charge it with volku's essence which i imagine are akin to like zalra scales pause on that one that's epic like Imagine the meta change here with any sort of dragon task that you would normally have to take a shield or a potion. Like, I'm imagining that this visage you would have, mm -hmm. it would be it would be like you don't need to take a potion to Vorkath, or you don't need to take potions to KBD. You need to take a potion to Vorkath. However, for a majority of other dragons in the game, it would make the tasks marginally quicker because you could wield an Avernic yes. with a normal dragon fire thing. Mm -hmm. Because I would imagine this is not like it's kind of like a like the shield itself that like kind of protects, but you still have to like drink the anti-fire potion as well or something mm -hmm. like that. My views are very skewed because at this point the only dragon I really kill is Vorkath. So I don't actually remember if you need an anti-fire potion and an anti-dragon shield to give full dragon fire protection. I, I literally don't remember. I just do both everywhere I go. But with this Vissy, it could speed up literally every dragon slayer task. Like, this is super cool. And the boss looks sick. So I imagine that this visage is just going to look epic. Bro, if it had the like, horns like yeah. sticking off the back, oh, that'd be so Ooh. cool. Because uh -huh. like, uh, like, the Serp visage is pretty cool looking. And I think with some sort of potential mutagen um, that you could change the color of it with, with different expansions in other bosses in the wilderness, mm -hmm. that would be sick. But yeah, I, I really, I would be excited for the Lava Visage. For, for real. I also just like the idea of like RuneScape Monster Hunter-esque armor, you know? The amount of armor i would like from bosses is just i want monster hunter style customization <laughs> let me give you 1500 superior dragon bones and you make me torva armor that looks like forecast that'd be super cool Ooh. make one of the oh my god you can make one of the arms <laughs> totally sleeveless so it looks like you're missing an arm oh my god 
They should hire me for the art team. I can't draw, but you should hire me for the art team. You're uh, the theoretical up, art. Exactly. Guy. Theoretical artist. That's like the most. <laughs> <sighs> In any case, <laughs> there's the Vulcan's bow, which is an upgrade to the dark bow, which spews lava and applies burn, which would be a brand new effect for the game, uh, which would be the same as poison, but it's removed with anti-fire protection. Okay. So kind of just like how you've got poison and venom that are counteracted by anti-venoms and the Serp Visi, you now have burn, which is counteracted by the lava visage and by anti-fire potions. Would this be applicable to NPCs? Is this burn like poison where it ticks down? Is it like venom Ooh. where it ticks up? Or is it something totally new where it applies like a random damage point between like two and eight and it just consistently burns that same spot at that same damage for wow. X amount of time. Like, could that be... be, could that be a new meta for some slayer tasks where you open up with a dark bow spec yeah. on some of the monsters? Like that's pretty cool. Dark bows. Other things I... could be like more vulnerable. I don't know, mm -hmm. like a leafy, I'm just trying to think of Pokemon. Like now I was going to say, now we're getting Pokemon, baby. <laughs> Ice Warriors. Like Ice Warriors and Ice Ents Warriors. are screwed. Yep. Yep. And the uh, hit splat could be like tinted orange and lava looking. Mm -hmm. That would be sick. Not yeah. red because red is the, the, the damage splat normally, but. Yeah, they have to find a new. Well, like if you look at some bosses, like um, healing has a new icon now and so does shield damage. So maybe they'd put like a little flame icon or something oh, for the cool. damage spot. That'd be cool. Dark bows are used in PKing because the dark bow special attack, I believe, gives a minimum hit for both arrows. Oh. So I believe it hit, the minimum hit is like a nine or something. So it's like a guaranteed eight or a nine. Uh, and it's not uncommon to PK with that as like kind of like a KO weapon, almost like a really, really, really poor man's KO weapon, uh, as opposed to like the heavy ballista or the AGS. Um, we're also in a couple of discords who go dark boat PKing as a group sometimes where you'll just mob people with like 20 dark bows. And at that point, there's no getting out of it. 20 dark bow specs. That's just too much damage to out eat. Um, so that's a cool uh, upgrade to a piece of, quite honestly, dead, dead content. Yeah. Um, so, like, that's super cool. And then finally, Theramon's Lava Attachment. Um, Theramon? Yeah. Ther Ther Thamoron. Thamoron. Oh, okay. Thamoron. I knew I pronounced that incorrectly. <laughs> Thamoron's Lava Attachment. Combine with Thamoron's Scepter to give it a chargeable lava spell that applies burn. Charges it with lava and wrath runes and Volku essence. Hmm. That's pretty cool. That's a lava rune sink. Hell yeah. It's not as big as we would need for the amount of lava runes that come to the game, but I also don't think it's that important. And uh, another use for the scepter that no one knew about exactly. until today. <laughs> what I am interested in is whether or not this could be used on other players. A majority of chargeable staves cannot be used on other players. The wilderness weapons have a special feature where they have boosted damage against anything in the wilderness, including other players. That's why people with crossbows will fight back in a 1v1. Mm -hmm. Because a crossbow can slap the shit out of you if you're not paying attention. Like, it hits hard. Mm -hmm. um 
But if this kind of takes that away from the ability for the of the Famaron Scepter to do that, you know, does it make it worse in a PvP situation? How does it work when you die in PvP? How how applicable is it at some of these bosses? You know, a, a, a trend in old school RuneScape that we've seen a lot of since the game came out. Bosses drop items that are efficient at that boss. Yep. See the Scythe of a Tour. See the Twisted Bow. The Toxic Blowpipe. The Serpentine Visage. The Dragonfire Ward. Any boss that came that's come out probably since Abyssal Sire... You know, hell, even like the the first bosses that came into the game, with like Kraken giving you the trident to make it a lot easier to kill that boss with because it was weak to magic. Yeah, you know, it made it easier to kill the boss. So is Volku gonna be a dragon who's weak to magic? Who knows? That'd be cool. Uh, I imagine Volku wouldn't take burn damage though. So would the lava spell be the best choice? Who's to say? Mm. Again, dragons all aren't work really, in progress. Dragons aren't really like magic susceptible, yeah? I don't think they like are. They're, they're weak to range and stab, I believe. Mm-hmm. I mean, I killed a bunch of dragons on my Iron Man with fire fire strike, so they do it <laughs> you can get the job done. Well, we're talking about killing dragons efficiently. Because a point that you kind of mentioned and breezed over, and when I saw it, I was like, wait a minute, what the fuck? They're proposing Volku to be a higher GP per hour than Vorkath, which is oh, the yes. most consistent money in the game, period. Not the best money, the most consistent. Yeah, it is, is really also... hard to get a <laughs> shitty drop from Vorkath, because the bones alone are worth a decent amount of money. This is so, also in a multi-combat area in one of the deepest parts of the wilderness. So, again, risk and reward. I think that's the the whole theme in this place is like, I'm not going to go there unless it, it's going to be worth it. And having higher GP than Vorkath, you're talking what, like, Vorkath is probably 2 mil an hour on average. So maybe 1.5. I think it's 1.5. So you're looking at 1.5 to 2 mil an hour at Vorkath. This could technically be four mil an hour, but you're risking. It's like more than theater of blood, dude. You're risking big money being so deep in the wilderness, having it be multi-combat. So say you get a, like, a really nice drop. Say you get a, a, a lava visage, and those puppies are like 40 mil. Well, you're in multi-combat, and it just got broadcast to the entire area that you got a visage. Now you're, now you're being hunted, and you can't teleport out without that taking is, damage. That is pretty cool. So... Vorkath apparently with a with the Dragon Hunter Lance, Vorkath is four point one mil per hour. What? So the things that are above it are Nex, TOB, Corrupted Gauntlet, Fazani's Nightmare, and Alchemical Hydra. Wow. And most of those bosses are if you get a drop. Uh yeah. because Nightmare, if you don't get a drop, you have to pay money. <laughs> Next, if you don't get a drop, you usually have to pay money because, like, small team next, from what I understand, eh, theater of blood isn't the worst money in the world, but also it's much nicer if you get a drop. Um, they also have growing magic saplings on here, which is apparently the second best money maker in the game right now. What that seems a little out of place, but 
you know, a wilderness moneymaker on par with Corrupted Gauntlet is pretty cool. The next highest wilderness moneymaker, not Corp, because Corp is not a wilderness boss, you cowards. Um, the next highest wilderness boss. I'm going to Last man in. standing, doesn't oh. count. Uh, I'm going to guess Vedion because of the... Ri- oh, no, look at that. We were both wrong. Callisto is hey. the next highest at 1.6 okay. million. An hour? An hour. Wow. Yeah, you know, know that. The ring probably helps that a little bit. Sure. Um, yeah, wow. That's So this strange. would be up there. This would be higher than 4 mil an hour. But are they talking about like the most efficient GP per hour? We don't know. They're just saying higher than Vorkath. <laughs> Maybe their idea of higher GP per hour than Vorkath was in line with what I was thinking. Because that's probably the most average player's gp per hour is like two maybe three mil yeah because you're you're probably looking at the data from okay these are the most efficient players they did like four hours of orcath and they had x amount of money and we'll call it a day yeah so you also gotta imagine that like vorkath you take Torva, Salve, Infernal Cape. Um, if you're on task with an Infernal Cape, you take a Slayer Helmet over a Salve. Uh, you've got Ferocious Gloves, Prims, Dragon Hunter Lance, Avernic Defender. I am not thinking people are going to take all that to the Wilderness. No. So, no. <laughs> trying to get Vorkath level money per hour in basically what I wear to KBD, which is a Blood Fury. Yes, a Blood Fury. Um, a dragon hunter oh, lance, lance and a dfs Oof. like i'm worried about clan protection at this point like if you're making five oh, mil yeah. an hour how much is it going to cost you for clan protection in that area to say hey if you get a drop you're not going to get jumped just something to think about so yeah moving well, on so this isn't the four hour episode <laughs> this is fun so all in all, I'm excited about Volko. Volku. 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 I would love to see if nothing else passes. That's like up there with what I would like to see in the game because he looks sick. Mm-hmm. If not for the content, the boss, like the proposed boss looks sick. But moving down into the southern area, we have the Rat Enclave, which uh, in parentheses, they've just put Rat Boss. It's a rat riding a rat that swaps weapons and uses the overhead prayers single area and the boss is made to imitate a peak hair so you'd have the same kind of fight you would get if you were you know battling somebody where randomly they're going to switch weapons and now they're the um, <laughs> this is terrible and i apologize to any you know potential jmon that's listening but like did jagex just adopt somebody who learned how to code an lms bot and was like hey we need you for the team. You're going to code our new you're going to code our new rat boss. You know how smart that would be if they hired people who made those bots and were like, "Uh-uh, not anymore, you son of a bitch. You're working for us. You work for you're, us now." Which is obviously dangerous cuz you're going to end up with like a mod reach or a mod jeb situation yeah. at that point, but Oof. you know, I don't think that would be a bad idea actually having people who know how to code PKers. 
I you said it was meant to imitate a PK. My first thought is, oh, good. So now some asshole rat's gonna ice barrage me and run around a tree for fifteen seconds <laughs> with while I'm sitting there, dick in hand, no way to respond. I'm gonna get DD'd by a boss in old school RuneScape. I'm gonna snap my keyboard in half. <laughs> If I get frozen and this son of a bitch walks underneath me to log out and just disappears, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm done. I'm done. Can you imagine? I also, and I don't know if we'll cover this at all, but I haven't seen any other information. I've heard tell that there's also going to be like NPCs scattered around, scattered around this area that will like imitate PKers. And I thought the same thing. I thought, are these going to be coded like the lms bots like how how good are they gonna be because like, like some <laughs> lms bots are shit and they'll sit there lms bots in general will will read your overhead prayers over anything so you can like keep protect from mage up or protect from range and they'll attack you with a different style mm-hmm. but they won't pay attention to your offensive thing oh. so <laughs> if you're using protect from mage and they're attacking you with range you attack them with melee and you just wipe them out yeah because they're they're thinking they're doing the right thing other lms bots uh, move like torvesta and odoblock and it's horrifying so you know it's a give and take i th- I think somebody i was listening to a bunch of commentary about these updates and somebody was theorizing that there could be like different level uh level brackets for these these npcs that run around in in and pk you so it's just a fun way of like if you're not finding a fight as a pker then you just jump an npc and, and call it call it a day mm-hmm. so we're we almost forgot the most important part of this rat boss and that is the drop idea so it's called a rat pack and it's an item that transmogs you into a rat for three seconds and creates two decoy rats running in two different directions. The item will disappear upon use and have a cooldown. The decoys disappear after one hit. So you're, uh, just imagine with me, you're running away from a PKR and you deploy the rat pack. Mm-hmm. Suddenly there's three rats just on the ground, scurrying away, tiny little click boxes, and you're one of them. And the peak hair doesn't know which one is which. And you have now a 66% chance. Uh, is that 66 or 33? Math is hard. You have a percentage chance now to actually get away. Because now they're going to have to pick one. And that one that they pick may not be you. And that's amazing. So, I don't know. I would troll. I would love to have this item just to troll people. Like, you're in. you're obviously risking money. And now you just deploy the rat pack and they're like, crap, I don't know which one he is. So they just go after the the, the one they think it is. Maybe it's not you. <laughs> I freaking love that idea. Dude. My my question is, can you log out as a rat? It's three seconds. So I don't so, know. Like, but like, so so hear me out. You're being chased by a PK and you exit the Revenant Caves. You exit the Revenant Caves and he or she exits a couple seconds behind you. In the time frame between you exiting and them exiting, you turn into a rat, and you mm-hmm. run away somewhere in the wilderness, or, like, where they're not paying attention, right? And they have that three seconds of, like, what the hell? Can you log <laughs> out as a rat? <laughs> I would think so. Can you teleport as a rat? <laughs> 
I love this idea. I think it's ridiculous and really funny, and I want it in the game. But if I'm going to escape as a rat, I need to know that I can escape as a rat. You know what I'm saying? So I think the idea is like becoming the rat gives you some sort of a lead. You have a Mm -hmm. gap now, hopefully that you didn't have before, because there's three directions now these rats are going off in. And you, as one of them, get to pick, I guess, which way you go. I don't know. I don't know. It just seems like so much fun. If again, if nothing else passes, can we please have the rat boss? Uh, one of the last places that we'll go over is the Forbidden Revenant Ruins. Bold of you not to talk about the rat slippers. <laughs> bold of real? you to breeze over. Yes, bold of you to breeze over the 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 rat slippers. Uh, I'm missing something because I did not see that. <laughs> it's on the thing I've got right now. It's got the rat pack. It's got stunned javelins, which stun for two game ticks. Doesn't seem incredibly helpful, but okay. Um, <laughs> uh, and then rat slippers. And the description of rat slippers is, you know it. <laughs> That's it. That's all it is. I apologize. I I should not have skipped over that. It wasn't on my... It wasn't on my uh my thing the thing that I was looking at. So can you imagine new the new best in slot being rat slippers? I would love that. They already have like frog slippers that nobody talks about. Frog slippers are just like no but nobody talks about frog I'm wearing mole slippers in game right now. Yeah. You catch me ninety nine percent of the time I'm logged in, I'm wearing mole slippers. Yeah, I I I might have to switch to rat slippers. You never know. New fashion scape item for for RuneFest. Let me just tell you. Escape's going to be up there on the hill going, you were the chosen one. <laughs> you switched out of the mole slippers and something <laughs> new. It, it'll be the new fashion in Gilinor. Um, I did want to have this aside real quick, just so we can have it like documented. At the time of recording of this podcast, the Theremin Scepter is 3.7 mil. If any of this gets pulled and or even passes a pull, I guarantee you the Scepter's going up at least a 20 mil so you know what i'm gonna be buying <laughs> uh wait for a couple of weeks when michael says well guys i lost 20 mil on theramon scepters <laughs> i'm gonna have my entire cash check it's gonna be theramon scepters like hey guys i'm either really rich or really poor coming up in the next few months <laughs> uh so moving on finally to the forbidden revenant ruins I'm not seeing a ton of stuff on my little uh, piece of paper, like picture that I'm that I got pulled up, but we can only assume it's a new revenant area that's also multi combat. I've got it pulled up here. Okay, this shit is whack. The caves are locked to begin with. This resets each month. The caves are connected to the resource area via channel of magical energy. Oh, these sons of bitches. Activity in the resource area generates energy, which is used to power the connection and open the caves. They said if you want to go to Revenants, you have to skill. Wow. <laughs> uh, they said once enough energy has been granted, the caves unlock, and it's world-specific. With one entrance open at a time, that changes every uh, couple of minutes. Wow. So there's three potential entrances, only one's open at, at a time that rotates and all exits are functional. So you can exit from anywhere, but you can only enter from one place. 
Uh, they have better loot and still require a hundred and fifty k feed to enter. Oh so gosh. they really said, "Shop yo trees, mine yo rocks, fish yo crabs, or else you don't get good GP per hour." That is actually kind of genius. We're making fun of it, <laughs> but that is the most like old school RuneScape, and I mean like two thousand seven perfectly balanced as all things should be way to make money they have thought of possibly ever since the conception of this new old game right i'm wondering is it going to be it's world specific okay so then mm -hmm. is it is it suddenly available if enough people do it or am i am i hearing it correctly that you yourself would need to go to the resource area and get the energy I I'm think it's, it's. I think the, it's like the, a world the first one. thing. Yeah, I think it's okay. like everyone has to contribute, but it resets every month. So, like, you know, come May first, the caves are going to be locked again. How quickly is it going to be opened? Like, how much is it going to take? What if it took like two weeks? <laughs> that would be insane. You know how crazy that would be if the rates were just like so like off the chain that they were like, no, everybody has to be in the resource area. Yeah. Well, because in you, order they, to get it working, like more popular worlds, like maybe three hundred two, if there's just a ton of people in that world, maybe a good majority of them are going to be in the resource area. So mm -hmm. maybe there'll be clans that like rush a certain world and then they keep that world locked down. That could be a, a tactic, um, or you could just have like this is the resource world now and then that changes. Like there's a Discord that gets made and says mm -hmm. this is the resource area for this world. Um, this is this is the world for the resource area this week, and then it cons consistently changes until all of the worlds are open by the end mm -hmm. of the month. I don't know. That sounds cool. I like that, that. Would be that'd be pretty cool. I think it kind of opens up the avenue of like, oh no, you know, that's like monthly scape. We have to go. <laughs> it's like the Citadel in RS3 where we have to go cap every day re. I think it would actually be kind of fun, right? Get all the boys in TNL out. We got our skillers. We got our PVMers. We got our PKers and our anti-PKers. Everyone's out there just cutting trees like the good old days. Because later yeah. that week, we're going to Revenants, baby. Like, we're having a group Revenants day. Before, like, a bingo. You know how cool that would be? Yeah. Like, the week before bingo starts. Like, all right. On World 514, the clan's home world, we're going to go to the resource area and do all this stuff to open up the Revenant Caves because there may or may not be a tile for those Revenant Caves on the board. Oh, frick. And we would have to coordinate the start of Bingo to figure out when it's going to close and when it's going to be open. Mm -hmm. oh. oh, dude, that'd be so cool, though. <laughs> you know how fun that would be? It'd that, be like, cool. extra little effort. Dude, that, like, this, this, this has mad potential to yeah. be a super fun, super dangerous update. You With know? increased risk and reward obviously like wow. we've been talking about this whole time so the i think the one of the last things oxy may have more information because he has some sort of picture that i'm not seeing I, but i just pulled it from mod softens twitter okay i level with you because there's I'm looking at what she posted i don't know the the one that i th i think there's a new bounty hunter area but we'll save that for a minute um there's going to be skull implings that will spawn randomly around this area of the wilderness. And they'll be level 78 to uh, catch with a net in a jar. 
or level 88 to bare hand. So pretty high requirement on that one, but the unique drop table would be Black Chinchampas, a Laronsky, and forgive me if I said that incorrectly, um, or Lava Dragon Bones. So I'm just excited for the idea of like all of these wilderness locked accounts just having way more content that that's like suddenly available to them. Cause like you train hunter in the wilderness, what you have like black chins and black salamanders and, and maybe black salamanders. <laughs> I mean, how do you even get to level 78 in the wilderness alone? I don't think it's possible. You have to make some sort of exception for yourself to say anytime I train hunter in levels until like the seventies, it's gotta be outside the wilderness. Cause what are you going to lamp it? That sounds terrible. That's hell. Yeah, to no. Lamp a million XP. No one wants to lamp but... a million XP when you get ten percent of your ten percent of your level every time. So that sounds fun. I think it would be really cool to catch them, and they're untradeable. I. This is a hot take potentially, or mm-hmm. just like an old man hot take. But I, I, I really think that all implings should have been untradeable. It just makes certain content easier. Coming from a person who has used eclectic implings in the past to get medium clues, I still think it like they should have all been untradeable. Any new impling that they've implemented into the game has become untradeable upon release, and that's like all two of done. them. Yes. So I, I think it's I, I think it's a necessary evil because when they did the initial clue scroll expansion with master clues and beginner clues and all that, um Master clues would suck to get. Because if you're someone like me who's like not killing monsters that drop medium or easy clues, implings are great. So I think it's it's very much like a it would be cool if they were untradeable because then it would kind of make the loot that much more special, you know? But yeah. at the same time, <laughs> I would hate if they suddenly became untradeable now. Yeah. Um, that would just thing I mean it would just bring down point. the price of all the other stuff that you know, you would really have to scrutinize the unique drop table if it was tradable. Mm-hmm. I think the reason that implings become like implings can stay in the game as they are as tradable rewards is like the only thing you're really getting unique is a clue scroll. If they drop garbage, otherwise they're just terrible. Trash. Yeah, I mean, dragon imps not too bad if you're an Iron Man and you're dragon hunting. Imps are also like 90k though. No, dragon imps are like almost 400k. My to buy. ass, they're that much. Come on now. They're 376k, if I remember correctly. 387k. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. So, I mean, it's worth it to catch them and sell them, but um, it would just, like, crash the value of Black Chins if you could just spam open, you know, a thousand of these, and you're getting mm-hmm. an entire inventory of Laurent's Keys and Lava Dragon Bones and Black Chinchampas. What I'm what I'm hoping for with the black gin drop because you brought up a really good point right before we started recording. Why are you having to get a higher hunter level to get a hunter reward from a lower hunter level? Mm-hmm. I think they have to counterbalance it by giving you like fifty black gins. Yeah, make it worth at it. A time for these because like if they're not tradable and you get like five black gins, what a waste of time. <laughs> All of this is just, again, the theme here, I think, and this might be the title of the episode. We don't know. But risk and reward. If you're like, I could care less to go catch some chins 
for this task or I can't afford to buy some chins for this task because you maybe you have a Cree task. Mm-hmm. But you can run your little booty out into this wilderness area and hope for a, a skull impling and then you pop it open and now you suddenly have like 50 to 100 chins. Maybe that's more desirable for you. And again, it's risk versus reward. It's risk and reward. Mm-hmm. It's more risky to do that, but hey, you just saved yourself some time or you just saved yourself some GP. Michael has damn near transitioned us to the next piece of game jam that we want to talk about. Before we go, a couple notable things that we haven't got to touch on, but we are going to breeze over for time's sake. Uh, the artifact, um, artifact escort, walk a dude with an artifact, get rewards, TLDR. <laughs> I think one of the rewards is like a, a better uh, looting bag. Bounty Hunter Island, yes, please. I never played Bounty Hunter, but I'd be interested to get into it if they rework Bounty Hunter for this wilderness expansion. Fingers crossed. Finally, which I think is pretty neat, uh, but we don't have much information on, is the world boss. Um, It says a powerful corrupted foe has escaped from the God Wars dungeon with a combat level of 2,500, almost double Verzix from what we talked about earlier, and 60,000 hit points. That's six with four zeros. Yeah. Spawns in multiple different locations, and it's a location will be announced uh, in a global chat a couple minutes before it spawns. RS3 has these, where it will be like, Zamorakian demons are raiding so-and-so, and you go as a group, and you kill them for the boss. Um, it says the potential drop table is buffs that can work within the wilderness, kind of like how the Foreign Thry Surge works, I would imagine. Um... And the other one is best in slot PvP upgrades to God Wars dungeon weapons. Notably, a PvP upgrade for God Swords would be pretty cool. Because I can't think of anything else that's really used from GWD in the wilderness. Maybe an Armado crossbow? Thematically, it would fit, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's the, the potential wilderness expansion. That's super cool. That's I'm excited. Now it's time for me to talk about the other thing, which we're going to try to do quickly because compared to the wilderness expansion, there's not nearly as much on there, which is both good for the sake of the episode, but bad for the sake of like more, more, I want more, um, mod Husky and a team of people that have been working with mod Husky. Let's see on here. Uh, Husky, Elena, Arcane, Rye, Halo, Jerv, and Brow have been working on the Tassacal trials. So the Tassacal are those like big rock dudes in Mount Carolum. And it's kind of, it's a wave based combat mini game. You know, it's one of those, like, it's not the most original plan, but we know it'll work for best-in-slot items kind of thing. Only this one's significantly shorter. From what I've seen it described on Husky's Twitter, it's basically like there are 12 waves split into three sections. Uh, The first four waves are akin to people who, like, you have a fire cape. Could be anybody. Wave five through eight, probably where I sit right now, where... You don't have an Infernal Cape, but you're good at the game. Um, You can pretty much do... It says competent at PVM, which I'd be interested to know what their definition of that is. Um, Because Waves 9 through 12 are aimed at people capable of obtaining an Infernal Cape. Which also can be a broad definition, because I believe I'm capable of obtaining an Infernal Cape. I'm not capable of doing it 
at the speed and grace with which some people we know can do it. So, right. like, what's your definition there? Basically, they're offering some best-in-slot upgrades that can be upgraded throughout the different wave completions. They're offering some little tradable rewards that have a higher chance to drop towards the end, which is super cool. Uh, there's a pet, which is sick. I'm excited to see what the boss waves look like with the pet. Um, there's a, as they say, potentially consumable item to provide more consistent money used for something. Mm. I don't know what that could be, but playing off of the Melvor Idol model, there are items in the game that you can get from thieving that, like, reduce the prices of items in shops. And I think it would be pretty cool if it was, like, a consumable something. You know, you got, like, a scroll of... A bountiful scroll or something, or a production scroll. And then for the next, like, 200 items you process them at half the speed or you process two at a time, hmm. you know, maybe you Smith cannonballs faster. I don't know if it's going to give XP cause it says more consistent money. So I'm not sure what that could be money wise. Maybe it's a, maybe it's like a, like a luck ring. Finally, who knows? Yeah. Like an upgrade to the ring of wealth. They have said what kind of makes this unique. You know, it's not the inferno. It's not tick perfect, path perfect. You have to be so good at this game to complete it. It's more of like, it's just hard from the get-go. Mm -hmm. They've described it as like, there's no filler content. There's no filler waves. Like, off the rack, it's going to be hard for those levels. Yep. It says, after each non-boss wave, the player must select either a debuff to themselves or a buff to the enemy. Ooh. So, like... After every wave, so like wave one, two, three, you have to pick some sort of debuff, which could be like prayers drain twice as quickly. You have like double special attack or double HP regen. Um, you know, your stats constantly drain, kind of like burn in Chambers of Zarek. This is not on the little thing here that I'm looking at. These are just ideas I have for debuffs or buffs to enemies. The most notable off the top of my head being like a damage reduction buff. Mm -hmm. which would suck <laughs> like that's <laughs> such a bad one to pick um there is right here they've got like a a mock-up of what like the like the wave uh screen could look like they have three proposals an immortal wraith an immortal wraith follows you in the arena and that's probably akin to this is so that you can't just camp one spot maybe mm -hmm. this wraith is really going to damage you but it's probably slow I don't know. Mm -hmm. The first time I saw that, I thought, oh, is that going to help you? Is this Wraith on your side? But it's probably mm -hmm. not. Um, level down, the maximum health, your maximum health is decreased by 30%. Or lucky hits, where monsters get lucky accuracy. So it's going to make it harder. You just get to choose how hard it's going to be. And these are yeah. all randomized. Maybe something like the Immortal Wraith will be like, kind of like how Nexus. um, like cover me in darkness attack is or whatever mm -hmm. where you kind of like the closer you get to the darkness of next the higher her attacks are so maybe this wraith follows you like that so you really can't just sit in one spot who knows yeah. um so like that's actually a really those are cool ideas for debuffs um in addition to that uh every boss wave the player receives a buff that can help carry them through the rest of it 
So maybe there's a buff that's like you get infinite thralls or you have a damage boost or it's like an overload potion or maybe they do like an absolutely cracked one and there's a super rare chance to get like a a trailblazer boost where you have like double the attack speed for a couple of waves. That would be cool. That'd be a cool buff. Um it basically is kind of like, I think RS3 has dungeons similar where rewards can be collected after each wave that you complete, or they can be gambled for more rewards on the next wave, which is not something old school has right now. They've, this is a pretty cool way to, I guess, gamble in game, if that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. Lord knows with no dual arena, people have not been doing much gambling outside of trying to get their cape related pets. Right. Um, larger rewards from higher waves obviously and then it says here that there's an emphasis on decision making and strategy more so than the tick perfect stuff like we talked about earlier this is pretty cool they use the monsters from mount carolum in there so they'll use hydras drakes and worms basically um i really like that i think that's great decision making as far as well what are you going to put in there oh they're just tezakal looking monsters that already exist try you mm-hmm. know they're not trying to get super fancy yeah <laughs> which is it's really cool if they're doing that because that's exactly what they did with the inferno mm-hmm. they took a lot of the models from um the fight caves and revamped them to look similar but different you know and that's Edgy. what they're doing with these <laughs> yeah and the models from mount carolum are beautiful as they are yeah we've got some for as shitty as the slayer task as drakes are they look great mm-hmm. you know uh, Hydra is a beautiful model. Worms are a very cool model, even if they're admittedly a little weird in how they move. Yeah. Um, to cap this off, the trials will be split into three defined sections, life, death, and immortality, which have to be completed in succession. So another cool thing that they're not doing, that RS3 opted to do, there are no checkpoints. Notably, yeah. I'm talking about RS3's Inferno. There are no checkpoints. So... If you complete life and death, but you can't finish immortality, you don't get to start at immortality. You have to complete them all going through. A lot like how mm-hmm. the wave-based minigames um, are based now. Even like Barbarian Assault. I guess that one saves your progress, but that's more of an inconvenience than like an actual notable progress save, you know? Yeah. Uh, but if you die in the fight caves on wave 62... You don't go back into the fight caves at wave 62. If that were the case, I would have had my infernal cape months ago. Right. Holy <laughs> shit. Um, at the time I died on like wave 59 or something, 58, whatever my PB is, high yeah. 50s. God, that would be so nice. So yeah, it's similar to the fight caves in the inferno, but a little bit different. And the rewards are vague as shit. They've, yeah. I, I think Husky pretty much said that like, we're not giving any information on rewards because we want to focus on the content itself. Yeah. I mean, that's the emphasis right so, here. The emphasis is not like, what am I going to get out of it? Their whole idea was how can we make content and then worry about what you're getting out of it later? Yeah. They have some rough ideas and I think they know exactly what they want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like the, the wilderness agility course XP rates where they're like, yeah, I think they have an idea what they want to do for items, but they just aren't going to tell us yet. I'm concerned, so. and this is 
probably addressed somewhere. But I'm concerned that waves one through four are just going to be like farmable. But my the more logical side of me says, if you can't make it through one through four, you're not just leaving. Like it's one through 12 or nothing. So yeah. I don't know. I think it's going to be one to 12. And if you die in between, you're done. Not like you can just get the rewards from one through four and keep running through those waves no. and just exiting. No, that's gonna. That's how that's gonna work. Okay, it literally that's you can problematic. So basically, <laughs> after every wave, you can gamble your rewards for the next wave, or you can take the money and run. Hmm. That said, I think it's gonna work on like an exponential rate of increase. Yeah, where like waves one through four. You know, 50k, cool, good job. Mm-hmm. Waves one through 12, 800k, cool. If you get the reward at all. Yeah. Because what they're kind of talking about here, an untradable best in slot item, which upgrades after beating the boss on waves four, eight, and 12. So kind of like, oh, a picture, okay. a, picture a fire cape that gets upgraded to fire cape one, fire cape two, fire cape three, you know? Hmm. I don't yeah. think they'll use a cape for this. A tradable best-in-slot item obtained as a rare drop from the standard loot becoming more common in the later waves, the potentially consumable moneymaker, and the pet. I think this is meant to be farmed, unlike the fight caves in the Inferno, where, like, technically, you only have to do it uh, once. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, without a, a, without a K has been defeated by McLovin 3 in the wilderness. Oh no. Perhaps they should stick to skilling. Oh no. Jagex, you don't got to be that brutal. Without a K is in are the recording booth chat with us right now, <laughs> Zach. I'm so sorry that Jagex just like put you oh, on no. blast <laughs> the in front of everybody like that. <laughs> Not only do they put you on blast in front of the entire clan, they put you on blast in the podcast because we're leaving this in. Like, that's brutal. <laughs> he said in the recording booth chat, right? I just want prayer levels. Oh, like, no. he's so he didn't even lose anything. Oh. He just got killed up there. That is absolutely savage. Oh, man. They were doing skilling. That's the yeah, exactly. Part. They were skilling too. Like, often, Jagex, often. <laughs> but, uh,. <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited for the Tesco Trials. I think it is meant to be farmable, like I was saying, unlike the Fight Caves in the Inferno, where technically you can only do it once and be done. Yeah. Uh, and just never... Well, technically you have to do the Fight Caves twice to get into the Inferno, but like in any case, you know, you can only have to do it once. Maybe I'm just thinking about it all wrong. Like, I'm trying to think of it like a Fight Caves experience, but it's the Tesco Trials. There's nothing saying this is, like, a port of... The fight caves where like you said you've only do it once it's going to take you like 45 to an hour i mean waves one through four could be like five minutes per wave maybe it's 20 minutes maybe you could make you know 150k per one through four and then that's 600k an hour that's not bad and that's not that broken i'm expecting almost like less of a fight caves and more of like what chambers is Eric and theater of blood look like in between instances. Mm-hmm. So like <clears throat> you defeat soda seg, you go to the chest, you get shit, you go to the next room. Yeah. You defeat Zarpus, you get your shit together. You go to the next room. It's like Call of Duty zombies. You... <laughs> yeah. Well, well zombies is more akin to 
like fight caves where you get like two seconds worth of break. You know, mm-hmm. occasionally you get something spicy. You know, you're not prepared and you hear, fetch me, there are souls. And you're like, Jesus Christ, I'm out of <laughs> scales in my blowpipe. You know, you're not ready. Um, but I'm thinking this is going to be more akin to like, you have that menu time to like select your buffs and debuffs. You know, mm-hmm. you have the opportunity to like slow down a little bit and kind of catch your breath in between waves and like, you know, what rewards do I want? Like, is it time for me to go? Maybe you'll get super spooned and you'll get like a twisted bow level item on like wave three. And at that point, you're like, I'm out of here. I'm not risking this. I'm leaving, you know? So I think it's going to be more paced probably to like Theater of Blood or Chambers as Eric where you go through a couple minutes of pretty intense combat, but then you have time to kind of pull your head above water and kind of reassess what you're doing, which is, in my opinion, much better than dun, 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 and then the monster spawn immediately. <laughs> I like that a lot better myself, uh-huh. but, you know, I'm also, I'm also bad at the Inferno, so. You're not bad at the Inferno. I'm excited. This is cool. <gasps> I would love to do this. So, Husky, if you're listening, I, I wish you the best in this as far as getting it in the polls and future iterations. Or um, not getting it in the polls and making it an integrity change. Think please, about it. Please. Please. <laughs> All right. What's next? I think we've got some honorable mentions because we're pushing a, we're pushing a long episode this time. I know people are going to be really excited about this one. We, they love their long episodes. Kind of a return to form for XP Waste a little bit in these next couple of weeks. But... It kind of says here on the wiki, other projects that people have been kind of vague about. Garden of Death is a, um, God, what is it? Like a Kebel's Tale or something? Tales Mm -hmm. from the Karend? Yeah. Oh, God, I have it here somewhere. I looked up the Game Jam hashtag. Here's a question for you while you're looking up that. If Mod Ash is God Ash, is Mod Ed Demigod Ed? Because he's like on that level of legendary in my book of just like the lore guy he's he's the quest guy the lore guy i mean he could be he could be i would call him a demigod could be he could be part of the jagex pantheon um <laughs> god ed i'm just we're calling twisted it twisted tales twisted tales that's what it's called twisted tales so he's working on a new quest with garden of death we love when he works on quests yes. we've got the stamina potion bread bridge <laughs> which is mod west and mod lenny all we know is it's a picture of a long bridge and a lot of stamina potions. Um, Funny thing about that is to run the entire thing, to keep on running from one end to the other, you need exactly 28 stamina potions worth of run energy. So it's And long. I feel like you have to like use them properly too. Yes. So like, like one dose to... every minute or whatever, how long a dose lasts. Like, yeah, it's like, it's it's like resource management <laughs> at its finest. Um, which like... That's a lot of that's like a 50 minute endeavor to run across a bridge because every stamina potion is two minutes. And if you have to take a sip every time it runs out, you're gonna spend an hour on this bridge just for someone like you'll get to the other side and then you like talk to an NPC who just says, I'm never gonna give you up, I'm never gonna let you down, and you quit the game right there. Like that's an integrity <laughs> change we need for noobs. Can you imagine um, it's an instance thing and maybe you have there, there's literally no information on this bridge. We're just theorizing. So, like, if you did take 28 stamina potions, take perfect, drink them the entire time, and you ran the entire time, and maybe there was an NPC that ran next to you, 
And if suddenly this NPC got ahead of you, at the end of the bridge, you got nothing. But maybe if you if you beat the NPC to the end of the bridge, because it, it could be like an instanced area where you literally could be running for 28 salmon potions worth of time. Like, you get a cool pair of, like, cosmetic shoes or something at the end. I don't know, like little wing-tipped, white, graceful-looking shoes, but they're more epic-looking and they do nothing for you. Because I was thinking, like, you get, a like, a gauntlet-style cape, like your one completion, and you get a cape. But there are so many capes in this game. I don't think we need any more just, like, silly cosmetic capes. So shoes would be cool. But, yeah, nice I would... Hat. I would do it. 50 minutes of wasted time, please. <laughs> Maybe it's like it's like a graceful override, but it's like a Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> like, like that giant that's what it or like a speed racer gloves. helmet. It's a speed racer helmet, you know, but it it's like a it's a graceful <laughs> cosmetic, so it still works like graceful. <laughs> speed racer made me think of like you know how they have skis in the game and now you have like a box thing that you can change. What if you just like put on a ring and it puts a little toy uh, race car at your feet and now you're suddenly like driving a little race car around? That'd be so off the wall and stupid. <laughs> this whole project seems off the wall and stupid, but we love it. It's it's like the the culmination of every single time there's like a meme that happens on Reddit. Everybody's like, can we put a bridge from this place to this place and slap the Grand Exchange right in the middle of it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Um <clears throat> another thing I saw on Twitter, Mod Sarni looks like he's working on some sort of trading card thing for old school RuneScape, what? which would be pretty cool. I don't know if uh he's talking about like a card game to play against other people, like a TCG, or I don't know if it's like character cards, kinda like from Pokemon Shield, where you could like make a character card. I think both those options would be super cool. Like, mm-hmm. I don't play TCGs, but I would gladly collect RuneScape trading cards. Like, that'd be so cool. Have a little binder, like, right back there of all my RuneScape cards. Um, yeah, that'd be cool. But then also, like, to be able to customize my own player card, hear me out, right? This is where it's going to get spicy. Maybe, right? Maybe this is how they implement microtransactions. Oh, no. For RuneScape. Where's Near your tinfoil microtransactions are going to be beneficial in the long term if they don't do microtransactions at some point membership is just going to keep increasing maliciously for years right maybe they let you buy a bunch of stupid shit just for your trading card to look cool it doesn't affect the game it doesn't affect how you look there's not dumbass wings and shit there's not pets that don't mean anything like an rs3 there's not you know stupid emos i literally logged into rs3 and got a free t-rex pet i don't even know why it happened <laughs> i i selected some like premier club something because i buy premier club for my accounts and it i i don't know i have the stupid i guess i don't know what it is but i now have a t-rex named like bony or something following me around Yo, I'm looking at these cards. I'm going to throw a picture of this one of the cards on screen right now. These cards look sick. I don't right? know. When, like, I, when, you, when you said something about trading cards, I'm like, mm, no. But, like, he's just taking items that are already in the game, like the white bead, and just having it be, like, a silly little card. I mean, 
listen, we're talking money, Jagex. Print these out, put them in a binder, put them on a put them in like a shadow box. I'm your man. I'm buying these. They're going on my wall. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's kind of like a, you collect the cards from around the game. Like there's a certain kind of like a collection log, but for trading cards. So you have to like collect items to like find trading cards. Like if you kill an imp and you get a white bead, you get a white bead trading card. Like like dumb. I don't know. That's cool. Um, Wait. I don't think it's a completed idea. I just think it's fun. You know, I'm reading. I'm reading now because the, like these are actually this is actually a game like it says okay for the white bead it's an immediate use and it says you may only have one of these cards in your deck you yeah. may only play this card if you have a black bead yellow bead and red bead in your hand discard them uh discard them all and destroy all active equipment on your opponent so <laughs> this is sick dude yeah like this sarny bro be, come on man it's got mad potential sarny that's got mad potential so you got to think, like, in development right now, they have the uh, tabletop RPG. This is just a simpler way of doing that. You take items in the game that are arguably nostalgic, and you throw them on a card, and you give them some such special effect that is not related to the game, so people can't just be like, oh, that's stupid. Like, you're taking the beads that are from a kind of a silly quest that everybody does, and you're giving them a really cool uh, use in a card game. Mm-hmm. I was not on board with this until I looked it up and I'm glad I did. This is cool. <laughs> I really I, like I think this. It's, I think it's stupid. I think it's fun. I think it's more of what we need in OSRS, more stupid fun. Finally, what some people have called the most important part of the OSRS game jam. There is a very real possibility that finally, after all these years, we finally get pet dogs. Yay! OSRS. Oasis tweeted that we have got six dogs, all six dogs from 2008 that came alongside summoning, and Skylark, one of the artists, is working on more. That's just fun. I don't know how they're going to introduce the dogs. Um, I remember they talked a little bit uh, a couple months ago about like a Gertrude's Cat sequel where it's like, Bertrude's dog or something <laughs> and you have to like help a guy get his dog back and you get like a puppy from there because like these dogs were introduced via the summoning skill yeah so obviously that's not gonna work here I think there's it's just fun I, I don't give a shit I don't have another opinion it's fun I if you're adding more pets I would like a calico cat like a true calico cat would be cool speaking of she's beating at the door trying to get in I think a calico would be cool but these dogs are real cute I'm not gonna lie these dogs are real cute real nostalgic and real cute I have the on my original RS3 account which back in the day was I played on RS2 um, I have a Dalmatian and I guess until now I forgot how I got it, but it's from summoning. So it'd be really cool. I, yeah. I, I'd be totally down. One of the things that I'm excited about when it comes to dogs is they showed this little gif of somebody running on a bridge and the dog started running behind it. So like it picked up speed as your character was running. And I tweeted at whoever it was from my from my bloodhound account i'm like can the original good boy also get an update to where they can run the original good boy being the bloodhound pet mm-hmm. that 
dude, I'm not going to lie to you. He is slow as hell, and he doesn't keep up very well. So it'd be cool if they updated other pets to have a run animation as well, since it's been proven that it can be done. Um, I think mm-hmm. the next pet, this is just a theory, and I don't know if it's correct. You guys can at me or whatever. I'm pretty sure the next pet, N-E-X, runs with you if you are running. Okay, so it's it's possible. It's out there. They just need to recode some things, and I think it's possible. I would love that. Because it's been my biggest complaint. Okay, top five complaint in this game that pets don't run with you, and they just get lagged behind, and you're constantly seeing them just re and reappear and teleport. And, like, that's not good it's not a good experience when you work so hard for this pet and like nobody walks in this game if you're walking you're a freaking psychopath um and especially nobody walks where or you're an iron man what are you talking about an iron man with a spooned pet okay fine sure you're probably walking but any self-respecting main is not walking in this game so I can't see a, a time whenever a walking pet is going to be preferable to a running pet. I'll leave it at that. But no, I'm excited with the the prospect of dogs. A quest, little puppies in the game. So cute. I'm a dog person myself. I'm not really big into cats. I'm not um, a dog person. That said, <laughs> I can't wait for dogs in old school RuneScape. Again, just to reiterate the reiteration, this is all a work in progress. All of this stuff is theoretical. Nothing is being pulled. So if you're listening, like if you suddenly just like skipped 30 seconds through this whole thing, like, I got the gist of it. Hear me now. You're not going to find a poll for any of this and you're not going to find a blog post for any of this. All of this was like compiled via Twitter and Reddit. So um, if you'd like to search more, just search a hashtag OSRS Game Jam on Twitter. And you can find the mods that were participating. And I'm really, 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 with another really, hoping that this is something that happens more often. Like, whether or not any of this ever gets pulled, I just want the game developers for the game that we love to have more creative freedom to just propose and get their ideas out there. I think there's going to be three more this year. Cool. I think a couple of years ago when they brought up these game jams or in the most recent, I think it was something in like summer 2021, maybe summer 2020, who knows? Um, when they first started talking about game jams, I think they said they wanted to do one once per quarter. And I think that's really cool. Only downside, holy shit, a week without an update, the servers show. I have not had... We could not have picked a worse week for Bingo than the week of Game Jam. We were lagging our dicks off everywhere we went. DK's timers were getting thrown off. We were getting flied at TOB. We were lagging real hard, and it was every world was not doing great. So a week without a server update, eh. it is negligible in the grand scheme of all this cool shit that we got. So you're right. I'm very excited. You got anything else for no. us for real this time? For real good? <laughs> for real. That's Take it. us no. to the break then. Take us to the break then, baby. Okay. Um, if you made it this far, make sure to stick around after this commercial break where we will have some more lovely discussion for you. So guys, we will see you after this.
Hello, hello. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Simon Templeton, owner, operator, sole proprietor, and chief executive officer of Simon Templeton's Totally Legitimate Archaeological Expeditions. You've actually caught me out here at an interesting time. I'm doing work for the Varrock Museum, and as a matter of fact, you've come by at just the right time. You see that pyramid? At the top rests a smaller, shinier pyramid. It's not a very tough trek up, but you see, that's my problem. Last time I tried to go up there, I really hurt my back on the way down, so I haven't been feeling up to the climb lately. But that's where you come in. You see, I've got a guy. He's willing to pay top dollar for those pyramid tops. So I'll make you a deal. For every pyramid top you get me, I'll toss you 10,000 gold. That's right, that's a one with one, two, three, four zeros at the end of it. No diminishing returns, just cold, hard cash. So what do you think? We got a deal? Yep, wait, don't answer that. Just meet me here at my base camp outside the pyramid tomorrow morning. If you get lost on your way over, the pyramid is right next to the edge of the world. Literally, there's nothing there. You stare at the void, the void stares back. I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. Can't wait to do business with you, partner. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that commercial because I know that I sure did. It is the part of the episode where we are going to shout out our lovely patrons. Um, we appreciate each and every one of you. Starting with the wise old man tier, we have Scape Caution, Elagio, Bolomer, Basket, Benjamin R., Haddad, C. Gladney, Morty, Creamed Ham, Durf Nasty, Drum TXT, Duke Bradley, Flyin' Castiel, Forestry, Fortimus, Ice, Imby Jones, Qualo, Jake W. <laughs> I know you weren't going to make it past that one. <laughs> God damn it, Brandon. Jake W. Jordy, Posh Padre, 999. 999. Pooper Cheeks, Russ of Fury, Salted Snake, Shadow, Toast, No Toast, Troll, uh, one of our newest patrons, Tyler H., shout out, and Zach, without a K, which I think is ironically your... Uh, it's also his name, his without name. a K, yeah. <laughs> He's the one who got killed and Jagex put him on blast. Yeah. Look at that, full circle. Thank shout you. it out twice in one episode. Thank you, Zach, without a K. All right, and now we want to shout out our lovely, lovely KBD tier, adding the extra lovely for the emphasis here. Starting with my dad, your dad, Oxy's dad, Cookies and Milf, Dr. Draven, Kroll, the legend. Did his team win bingo? I can't remember. No. Former bingo winner Kroll, the Lord Jake, P Joint, our third favorite Patreon subscriber, Ralph, and Spartan Fire. Thank you so much to every single patron, even if you didn't get shouted out. We have our awesome 
Gnome Child tier, and the Party Pete tier. Everybody over there is enjoying some benefits. Some are listening to extra episodes. So if you want to hop in our Patreon, uh, it's patreon.com slash xpwaste. Um, like I said, in the Party Pete tier or higher, you do get an extra episode each month. So you can listen to Oxy and I talk about some crazy things. This last month, we actually had part one of a D&D one-shot campaign that we're doing with uh, a feller named Matt. So if you want to check that out, like I said, patreon.com slash xpwaste. The other thing that we have that is xpwaste related is our shop, xpwaste.shop. We don't talk about it a ton, but you can check it out and get yourself some merch. If you do end up posting about the merch on social media, tag us at xpwastepod or podcast in some places. I don't know. It's different. Um, or just use the hashtag xpwastepodcast. We'd love to see it. I don't mean to be a kiss ass or a sellout. The hoodie is one of the most comfortable pieces of clothing I've purchased in the last couple of, couple of years. I love the hoodie. I'm not a big t-shirt guy these days. So the t-shirt that I got that we used for promoting, not the biggest fan of. I think it fits tight awkwardly in some places. But I also just generally don't love t-shirts. You'll notice I'm normally wearing like athletic baggy long sleeve shirts. My gay boy dad shirts. Um, I used to just call them dad shirts. And then Jamie started calling them gay boy shirts. And then I just combined the two because I love them. Uh, and at this point, I'm just both. Um, and then, like, just, or cutoffs is another thing I wear a lot of. Don't really wear cutoffs on the podcast too much. That's too sexy. Right, like, that's too much. The podcast much. hand, that's, that's like OnlyFans. You, kind, already, you, know. you already know where the sleeveless <laughs> t-shirt content goes. Um, but the hoodie... I wear that bitch everywhere. I think I wore it to the bar one night as a joke of like, I'm going to wear my podcast hoodie to the bar. I wear that shit everywhere. I'm on an IM soccer team and I wore my XP waist hoodie to like the warm up of our soccer game, which by the way, if you're 25 and out of shape, do not play IM soccer with college students. Don't just don't in any case. <laughs> The director who was there, like the little student athletic whoever, was like, oh, is that a podcast you like or is that your podcast? I'm like, it's mine. It's mine. <laughs> we talk about RuneScape. It's my podcast. He's like, okay. I'm like, eh. so. I don't think it's wrong, like at all, oh, on any level no. for, for podcast people to exclusively wear their merch. Once people get merch... That's all you should wear. Apart from the times when, shout out to MB Jones, when I'm wearing the, the straight out of Lumbridge shirt that she gave us for, uh, for no reason at all, just to be a kind human being. Um, she utilized our PL box. Only person to ever do that. The, the XP waist crop top hoodie stays on during sex. <laughs> Is that what somebody? <laughs> I thought nope. you said read that in the in the uh, recording of your chat, but nope. nope, that's from my own head, baby. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> a funny comment from our recording booth chat and uh, toast. Toast just said, "YouTube demonetizes guns, don't they?" I think in reference to the gun show that would show up if you had a crop, you know, a cutoff. <laughs> Oxy, put them away. We don't get demonetized, bro. I could, I could slip the bro. Take a button put off. them away. <laughs> Wait, bro. We don't even make money on guys. YouTube anyway. <laughs> what are you talking about? We don't make money on YouTube. Who gives a shit? Um, no, but uh, 
Yeah, I I really like the merch a lot. That's a long-winded way of me saying I unironically enjoy the merch beyond promotional purposes. I didn't think I'd ever find a hoodie more comfortable than my T-Rex hoodie. This is in line with the comfortability of my T-Rex hoodie. I like it a lot. Yeah, I think Uh, for me, dude, if I... If and when, because I think I am going to get a second hoodie, I'm going to have to get like a 3X because for me, I like them baggy and I like Mm -hmm. them like where I can move around. Like if I'm wearing a hoodie, it's because I don't want to, like I want to be comfortable. But the one that Mm -hmm. I got, the XL, it just, it just feels small. Like it feels tight. I don't know. I'm going to go with like a 2X. I've found that I am a bigger man these days than I thought I was at a time. But I'm still just as tall, so ah uh, yes, I I have that issue. I've got the two X. Oh God, I love it. Right, it's so comfortable. There's a there's enough room in there. But like, here's a problem I experienced with two X. Like, I'm six foot three, and I'm probably pushing three hundred pounds. I'm a big dude. Mm-hmm. The problem is like XL fits size wise because I'm like my torso is long. But because, like, my torso is long, my weight's distributed, shirts don't, like, go past my waistline a lot of the time. One of the reasons why I don't like t-shirts is because they just, like, sit at my waist. Mm. They don't, they're not long enough to go over my belt. They don't tuck in. They just sort of sit there. At any time I move any sort of degree backward, (laughs) they just ride right up and, like, sit on the little beer gut that I'm rocking here like XLs aren't long enough and 2Xs are long enough but they're too wide mm-hmm. you need so a healthy then, medium <laughs> yeah I need XLT which is like pulling teeth to find an XLT anywhere outside of like specifically big and tall I don't know why people who make clothes are just like yep no man will ever be taller than 5'11". Ever. Ever. I don't know why anyone who makes clothing lines thinks that way. It's a bad thought. It's not Change great. It. Luckily, I've got somewhat of a short torso, and I'm still an XL. Like, the XL that MB sent us fits beautifully. I've got lots of coverage on the bottom. It's worship approved, as I would say. You know, you can lift your hands up, not see your belly. That's the most homeschool shit I've ever heard in my entire life. You know what, man? You look like a sprinkles guy. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Anyway, check out xvwaste.shop for all your merch needs. And listen, if you're out there and maybe you bought a 2X in a hoodie and uh, it doesn't fit you, let me know. Maybe we can trade these. I don't know. We'll see. I haven't really worn my hoodie, so it's still like new condition. I just need a 2X. Mine's not. I wear that bitch every day that I don't go into internship. Dude, straight up, I think that anytime I, you send me a Snapchat video, you're wearing that hoodie. And I'm just I mean, like, I am either not wearing it. Ask anyone from TNL who has me on Snapchat. I am either wearing my XPY hoodie or I am not wearing a shirt. Dead ass. It is one of the two. <laughs> you have two looks, and these are it. Get over it. <laughs> Actually, do we have a do we have an achievement of the week this week? We have several. We have too many. We have two weeks of content for Achievement of the Week, and we just got done with a bingo. So, we have so many achievements. Instead of listing them all off one by one, 
I'm going to do the shitty, selfish content creator who has to wake up in six hours for work thing and just not say any of them individually. That said, if you got your first fire cape during bingo, that's huge. If you got your first Zalra kill, your first Fazani's Nightmare kill, if it was your first time killing a boss period, your first trip to God Wars Dungeon, Dagonoth Kings, bingo is a time to learn new content. And if you got your first KC at a boss, if you got your feet wet doing something that you're not comfortable with, shout out to my team who got dragged kicking and screaming out into the Revenant Caves fully sculled up with me. <laughs> and by the end of it, after like two and a half hours of hunting Revenant Maldictus, we're like, you know what? This isn't too bad. If you were in a situation like that, shout out to the Infernal Procrastinators, by the way. If you're in a situation like that, it's not good. I'm proud of you. That's a huge achievement. All the people who cracked off quest capes and 99s, absolutely massive. Literally not enough time. I think we got two 99s a day. It's like, crazy, like that. It, it is. It's insane. We were having our bingo uh, closing ceremony yesterday on Easter Sunday. Don't know why we picked Easter Sunday for the afternoon, but we did it. And a bunch of people showed up, which was really cool. So we had like 30, 40 people in, in Discord like announcing the final scores, announcing the winners. And someone got a 99 <laughs> in the middle of the thing. Uh, but they weren't in Discord. I don't know if they didn't know what was going on. Yeah, I think somebody got 99 farming during our like closing ceremony. So everyone in the chat was like, oh, shit, GZ. Like, that, that's super cool. So everyone who got that done, if you got a combat achievement done, an achievement diary done, if you got a random achievement like... Fortimus has a hundred days played. I know I said I wouldn't shout anybody out, but that's literally the most recent achievement in the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you hit base levels like a base fifty, a base whatever, if you hit a Slayer task milestone, huge achievements, each and every one of you. Congrats! It's been a big, busy two weeks. You've earned your success. Next yeah. week, we'll go back to a more specific achievement of the week. Yeah, but. And we'll have a community question posted for this week, um, which I don't know what it's going to be. So just check the community question section. You don't know what the community question is going to be? I don't have time to think about it right now. (laughs) Let's just check the community question section and answer it. And we will answer that question uh, on the next episode. If you want to see the questions, if you want to see all the answers from the last time we asked the community question, which was two weeks ago, uh, it's going to be on the episode about the nostalgia. So no more nostalgia scape. Thank you, Toast, in the recording booth chat for the, uh, the quick jump on that one. So, yeah. Michael, it's fun question time. It's the only segment that will live on no matter what. If we have to stay up till 4 a.m. to get to the fun question, let it be so. <laughs> With the caveat, <laughs> I think we mentioned it maybe off off recording, but <laughs> we're like, we will never have a four-hour episode. If it's three hours <laughs> and 59 minutes, we're cutting it. Well, maybe if the fun question is at three hours and 59 minutes, we may have to finish it out and get a four-hour episode. But, yeah, we do have a fun question. that, Like you said, this will never go away. Um, we'll keep sourcing them. Like, we have a backlog of thousands of fun questions. Like, that <laughs> that meeting, we just we just added to it, you know, hundreds of that thousands said, of fun questions. That said, if you guys have any fun questions, please <laughs> let us Please let us know in the fun questions channel in our XP Waste Discord. Look at me promoting. God, I'm so good. You know what's funny about that? That's only open to patrons right now. Should we open it to everyone? I don't know. We'll see. We might. We, we might just, just might. open it to everyone. 
Hmm. Yeah, so if you have any fun questions, post them in there. That being said, this one is being pulled from that from that channel in Discord. A random person who's not a random person, that's just their name. Um, shout out to Jack, which is actually Jake. But there's so many Jakes that Jake wanted a nickname and they named themselves Jack. That's Go the back story. to last week's episode to this exact part of, of the episode from two weeks ago and see if Michael described Jake in almost the exact same words in that order. <laughs> I, I want to see did. how accurate it was because Yo. that was almost like a shot for shot remake of how you described it. So a couple <laughs> weeks ago, Jake gave us a two parter. Jake hit us with two fun questions at the same time. Don't, don't. So we answered the first one, and now we're going to answer the second one from them. So, Michael, you want to ask the fun question? Sure, why not? So, Oxy, what is a piece of OSRS content that you would like to see ported to another style of game? Jake answered this lovely for us. He said, I'd love to see Turbo Zora in a super twitchy ARPG or bullet hell. I don't know what an ARPG or a bullet hell is. And I certainly don't know what a twitchy Zora is, so more power to that, I think. I haven't the foggiest clue um, what the second sentence means at all. I'd love <laughs> to see Turbo Zora in a super twitchy ARPG or bullet hell. <laughs> when I first read that, I thought they had a stroke, but I imagine those are just a kind of game that I had never played before. Jake, you're going to need to do a really good yeah. job of describing that to me because I don't know what that means. But I know the point of your question. I'm going to answer it. Both of my answers involve just bossing in general. Okay. Just bossing in general. The obvious answer that I'm probably possibly going to steal from you, but also possibly not. Hold on. Let me uh, don't look at. the. Okay. We're going to do a funny little game. Don't look at the recording booth chat. I'm going to type out in the recording booth chat what mine is and then okay. we'll have it um okay i've got discord minimized yep i won't see it i um, won't see it we'll have a little timestamp of okay did you actually steal it or like am i just you know um mm, okay all right go ahead i i've posted it what is your all idea right, he's posted it <clears throat> my idea just with bossing in general um you got to have a pokemon style game you've got to cool. have You've got to have, like, you get a starter boss and you have to go around fighting different, like, NPC or, like, Slayer monsters. And then, like, what's a legendary monster, though, for Pokemon? I don't know. I think that would be cool. More in line, not even more in line, just in line with a different vein of games I really like. I think it would be super cool to have, like, an old school RuneScape park builder. Oh, Where you okay. built... Where you could put these monsters and these bosses, again, other than like Commander Ziliana, because that feels kind of f***ed up, um, in these different enclosures. <laughs> like, could you imagine giving them like super cool habitats, like a God Wars dungeon boss, right? You could give Criara like a frozen prison kind of thing. Or you could put Criara in like a forest with all these trees for him to perch on. Okay. You know? Okay. <clears throat> you could do like... You could do a, a super cool swamp exhibit for Zalra. You could do, you know, it, it does lead to the question of like, what do you do with the more cognitively sentient bosses? Where do you put Verzik Vatur? Where do you put Crazy Archaeologist? You know, where do you put like Briophyta and Obor? 
it's I mean, it's weird. Where do you put Hunleth, who like is technically living in a simulation to begin with? All of these you bosses know? you've mentioned are already in an instanced area, <clears throat> so it's not that weird. But but like expand on them a little bit more. Like some of these bosses came out so long ago. Like the Dagonoth Kings again. You know how much damn time I had to spend with Dagonoth Kings during Bingo. I think my team killed collectively over like 1500 dk's to get an archer's ring no all way. three of them between oh my god dude at the very last day of bingo we had five different caves locked down wow we were on four different worlds i was in a slayer cave and then everybody else was in a normal cave trying to get an archer's ring we That's got it in the last hour it was okay. huge we okay. got the archer's yeah. ring in the last like god in the last like 20 minutes or something like Freaking that pulled an oxy then, on him and that it was it was my team, dude. The oxy clutch at the very end. Um, and and I said, everybody get your shit and go to Zalwar. We're gonna try for the mutagen. We're gonna do a hail mary for the mutagen. <laughs> and it was super cool. Everyone on my team who was online at the time geared up and went to Zalra. Uh, if they could get to Zalra, they all went to Zalra. This was a really cool picture of like all of us there on the dock, like as bingo ends. Um, but I think it would be super cool to, like, design an enclosure for the Dagonoth Kings. What would enrichment for the DKs look like? You know, what would a shelter look like? What would a Calphite hive look like? Mm. If you guys have ever played a game like Planet Zoo or Zoo Tycoon or Jurassic World Evolution 2, you know, like, the sheer level of customization that is possible in a game like that. Imagine what that could look like for some of these creatures in old school RuneScape. Even if you take out some of the like the weird like, oh, that boss is sentient. <laughs> like like she thinks, she has thoughts and like she coordinated this whole theater, huh? Like couldn't you make like a horror exhibit for Versicrator if you took that element out? You know? Yeah. I I don't know. I think you could like make you could honor, you know, the king and make KBD have a cool dragon lair. For sure. Park builder well, runescape you could, would be fun as shit. You could do it to where, like, maybe Verzik or the sentient versions of these uh, monsters would be, like, they would be, I don't know what the word is, but maybe they would be, like, the head of that exhibit and they're running, maybe they're running the version that is it's not necessarily where you're putting the monsters in there but it's like the theme of that section is theater of blood and and verzik is the, the coordinator for her section and mm -hmm. it's like restaurants themed or or different like like gaming booths themed for theater of blood oh my god i completely forgot about like the park building element of it where like you've got the guest areas mm -hmm. dude you got thematic regions and shit <laughs> oh that'd be so cool yeah so that'd it doesn't so, necessarily like you, you do that with every park builder you have like your african animals you have your jungle animals mm -hmm. you have your your arctic creatures you do that with like different bosses and different regions of the game you have like a wilderness area where everything looks burnt and decrepit yeah oh, that'd be so cool that'd be so cool. yeah so you're not necessarily having to have them be like the the exhibit but they're there as mm -hmm. this is the tour guide or <clears throat> there's a word that's escaping me right now and it's maybe because I, it's late yeah but, i think you know i think from that encounter specifically the Nilocas or Zarpus would make from the make for the best like zoo animal enclosure, 
You know what I mean? Just as like with chambers, mutadile would probably make a really good zoo animal. Mm-hmm. So like that, yeah, park builder would be sick. What do you got, Michael? So you didn't actually steal it, which I thought. Thank God. This is this is a wonder that I had an original thought. <laughs> anyway, um, I would love to see some sort of side scroller, but Inferno Waves style, or like Fight Cave, the Fight Cave Waves, but as a side scroller. So. As you're running to the right, you're battling all of the little monsters that would be in that wave. And then when you finally get to the end, it's the final boss fight, but it's Jad in a side scroller. I'm just picturing like classic um, like Mega the Man. Mario, yeah, like Mario N64 mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah. yeah, Mario 64, Mega Man, all those classic arcade games as a side scroller. You mm-hmm. could literally port anything, you could port the gauntlet into a side scroller where you're you're going through the level and you're collecting the resources and you have to like you have to you go in these different areas and it's all randomized every single time and by the end you get to the last part of that 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 level and it's hunlif at the end and mm-hmm. maybe you have to you have to like hunlif jumps and you have to run under it and attack while it's in the air i don't know a lot of the, and I'm just thinking like a lot of the art within the game is kind of low grade, you know, pixely stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. It would port really well into like pixelated art. Like the 64 bit music would be sick or 8 bit music would be sick. I don't know. I've, I really oh, thought you were going to do something like Fight Cave style, mm-hmm. but um, no, you, you surprised eight, me with that one. Bit style RuneScape music. Ooh, okay. It sounds weird to compare it to, but 8-bit can have mad potential. Mm-hmm. Do yourself a favor. Go to YouTube. Not right now, Michael, but everybody else listening. <laughs> go to YouTube and look up Duel of the Fates 8-bit. Mm-hmm. Like, just listen to it. Okay. There's potential. 8-bit's got potential with good existing music tracks. Oxy, why don't you sound just, good? Why don't you just throw on, just like throw on uh, desktop audio for two seconds and just hit play? Uh, no, because that could actually get us demonetized. Oh, okay, <laughs> so look it up on your own time. Okay, I will. I, I will because I think that any sort of any RuneScape song, and if you're a, like if, if you're a music artist out there and you haven't tapped into the eight bit <laughs> remixes of every single RuneScape song, please do. Because I want to, I want to fill my ear holes with your lovely music. RuneScape music artist Kamakian released the Nightmare of Ashihama heavy metal remix, baby. It's the it's the nightmare music done in heavy metal. I, <laughs> I, I fucking love that account now. Yeah, every month. Oh, you got a genie, you lucky bastard. <laughs> you know what it's going on? Agility. Yeah, I've got. What else do you put it on? I put it on mining before I got nine nine mining. Yeah, 8-bit music, that's kind of like a, a thing, you know, like the question, going back to the question specifically was like, what kind of, what piece of OS content would you like to see ported to another style of game? The music, just straight yep. up, the music of RuneScape uh, yep, ported, ported into any other style of game, whether it's a horror game, um, you know, where it's all like theatrical and spooky, there are some pretty good songs that are supposed to be spooky, but they just don't sound spooky. Mm. So 
any game with like a full symphony budget mm-hmm. that would be mm-hmm. that would be pretty cool <laughs> not like made on a synth symphony i mean like london symphony orchestra records you know xenophobe yeah which is the track that plays at dk's I think you're going to have nightmares about DK, so I'm just being honest with you. You I haven't already. I hope not. I hope not. Yeah. <clears throat> that was a great question, uh, Jake. Appreciate that so much. Again, if you have any fun question ideas, you don't even have to be part of the Discord to post it. You can DM it to us. You can post it in XP Waste chat. Um, it probably is going to get buried. That's why we have the fun questions channel. Uh, mm-hmm. Or hit us up and email it to us. We have an email xpwastepod at gmail.com we used to get fun questions in our email and i like we haven't gotten a personal email in a long time and i'm really sad i have a challenge for you guys if you dare write out a postcard with your fun question from your city and mail it to the to the p.o box p.o box six three four Haslett, Texas, 76052. Maybe your fun question. No, that's actually a guarantee. You're guaranteed to have your fun question read on an episode. If you get it on a postcard that I can physically hold in my hand um, and uh, and send it to us. Because, I don't know. I just like getting mail. I don't even have a counter. That's that's a good, good. I'm going to have like a stack of 30 postcards. We'll have fun questions out the wazoo. Something that's a little bit more attainable that I wanted to do this episode right before we close. And I wanted to wait till right before we close specifically. Okay. Michael, you have not been playing a lot of old school RuneScape. This is not a problem, of course. You have a lot more important things to work on. You have real life. You have a new job. Life is moving. That said, motherfucker. We got to light a fire under your ass. Okay. XP wasters. Hear, hear these words. When this episode comes out, when you make it this far, at Michael and ask him how 99 fishing is going. No. What Welcome have you done? back to the grind, motherfucker. What have you done? At him. At him right now and ask him how 99 fishing is going. That's all I've got for okay. you guys. I'm content to close the episode on that note. What do you Yo, think, Michael? That's, that's awesome. <laughs> Luckily, our our listenership drops like right before the end, so no one's going to hear that. Hopefully. Those that do <laughs> will know. Those that do will do it twice in one day. If you at me and ask how 99 Fishing is going, I will respond, and I will do it kindly. But... um yeah, I'll have 99 <laughs> fishing next week. You guys just wait because I'm gonna I'm gonna camp my ass at Temporos and I'm not leaving, not leaving. So I can say it's going well. Welcome home. <laughs> Remind me one week. Okay, guys. Again, if you've made it this far in the episode, thank you so much for checking out XP Waste or returning to listen to this episode. We had a week off last week and it was sad, but it was also refreshing. And I think Oxy oh, said it best. Oh god, it was so nice. It was <laughs> so much needed. It's so needed. I literally think he said it best when this episode just feels refreshing because we uh we took that week off to plan and to really think about uh content for the future rather than just saying, "Hey, so there's a news post. Go and check it out." <laughs> like mm-hmm. I don't think that's exciting to either of us. 
Um, this is not a dig to any podcast that do that because there are. The tryhards literally live off of the news posts and they do it well and they love it. And we love the tryhards. So um, don't think that's like us coming for other podcasts because it's not. We just don't enjoy that. Um, but if you've made it this far, thank you. If you're on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. We're at nearly like 650 subs on YouTube. That's crazy. Um, like the video, leave a comment. And if you want to answer the fun question, it'll be somewhere on that page too. So, guys. We also have 356 followers on TikTok. So, Woo! You know, make us make us TikTok famous. Oh my, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, if you have a TikTok, just shoot us a follow there. Oxy's got some good content going. Maybe yeah. one of these days I'll like... Good's a word. <laughs> I'll go back to editing little clips from each episode. I think that was fun whenever... Whenever I had time to do that, but um, mm -hmm. oh, if you want to follow us on social media, every link is in the description. We have a link tree, and we have links to Oxygenized personal stuff. Check out xpwaste.shop. Check out Patreon.com/xpwaste. And if you're gonna tweet about us, or tweet at us, or tweet about merch, use hashtag xpwaste podcast. We will see you guys next Thursday. Catch you later.